Dead Rat Pizza is intended for an adult audience. Dead Rat Pizza may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. I'm hungry. Me too. Let's make a pizza. Okay. From New York City. Oh my this is Dead Rat Pizza. Who doesn't love pizza? <laughs> Goddamn, it's Dead Rat Pizza. Uh, Diane is here. I don't have a rap air horn to play, though. How are you doing, Diane? Hey, uh, oh, I'm man. doing good. It's been a while. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I've seen you in four months. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen anyone in four months. Well, that's not true, because I, I, I do have to go to work at the hospital. But other than that, yeah. I haven't seen anyone for fun in four months. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. The last time I saw you would have probably been the show we did with Tucker. Yeah, that sounds right. And that, that was episode 10, and uh, I have no concept of when that happened. Uh, I'm really disoriented right now because I have like 80 windows up in front of me, and uh, we were dealing with some tech issues where I was blasting the podcast into itself. So I don't know what's going on, but I think it's time that we take a shot. Yes, I actually I made myself a ridiculous shot. I hope that you can see. Oh, nice! Uh, I have I have my whiskey and I have my monogrammed champagne glass full of pickle juice. Jeez! Well, <laughs> cheers! <laughs> cheers, Let's see if friend. You can see that? Okay. <laughs> mm. Oh man, I gotta open up my my Dello. So I'm gonna dedicate that shot to. Um, I, I had a fallen comrade. Uh, I'm not sure what the reason was, but they were very, very, very old. Uh, you know, pink shorts, boom guy from star Wars. He, uh, he passed away today. <gasps> Who is pink shorts, boom guy. You've never seen the behind the scenes shot of the guy booming in nothing but pink short shorts. I have to say, unfortunately, no. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know if you also have the uh twitch up but i can sh i can share a picture with the chat i uh, i do so i do have it that. up yes please do so i'm gonna here is a good one it's not very big but let me god it's been so long since i've done all this screen sharing nonsense uh maybe if i click it it'll get bigger but his name was ken nightingale a uh there you go. It should, it should be up there. I know there's a little bit of a delay, but this is a oh, shot yeah. <laughs> from the behind-the-scenes filming of uh, one of the Star Wars films. Oh, my goodness. Uh, guy no, was a legend. Never... People cosplay as him at cons. So. Yeah, well, I, I, now that I know, I don't blame them. Yeah. Uh, wow. I don't want to be that guy, but let's get an F in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> You know what was killing me is, so it got shared on a uh, sound group on Facebook. Surprise, I'm in a lot of sound groups. And it was yeah. filled with Fs. So even though, you know, they're not a bunch of gamers, F has uh, broken into the mainstream world. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, if you see me, 
if you see me reach for that pickle juice like it's its own drink later, please. Oh, no. Agree <laughs> to stop me. Like, oh, that would be. You know, one of the worst things I ever drank on a podcast, I think, would have been vodka with Mountain Dew in a champagne glass. That, yeah, that sounds truly horrible. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I had Mountain Dew. It, you know, <laughs> it just comes into our lives, that's all. <laughs> I had a Baja blast that night. Um, I stole that joke. So what have you been up to? I I understand you wrote a book. I did. um, Not like a book book. Not like one that people respect. But I I wrote... (laughs) (laughs) But I wrote a a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition um, setting guide uh, for playing D&D in Neverland. So I, I wrote a book for D&D. Um, and it's doing pretty well. Uh, I've raised a lot of money for um, NARF, the Native American Rights uh, Foundation, uh, for selling it. And uh, it's it's been really fun and interesting to and also terrifying. Um, so I can't wait to do it again. That's cool. Are you... So this is a this is a book that you purchase. Are you donating all of the proceeds, or are you keeping some for yourself? I am donating all of the proceeds that would go to me. Oh, that's cool. The publisher gets their cut still, but sure. I'm donating everything that would be in my pocket. Um, uh, just because this was my first publication, so I, you know, uh, I'm sure there are some some improvements to be made. Uh, but also because, you know, J.M. Barry, who wrote Peter Pan, was not exactly a stand-up guy. Uh, and I kind of <laughs> felt like doing a little something good with his uh, <laughs> with his work. That's, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I don't know why this is on here, but I put on my intro outline after So You Wrote a Book, it just says Made Bacon. Made bacon. Yeah, yeah. I've made bacon. I don't know what that's about. (laughs) I've done that. I've done some bacon. Um, I I wouldn't say that it's something that's like my hobby or anything, but I do (laughs) make bacon. Well, the problem, as many of you realize, is I, I write a lot of the notes and do a lot of the prep when incredibly intoxicated. So made bacon could have meant anything. That could have been a typo that got auto-corrected, or I could have literally meant to put made bacon. Yeah, it might have been his like to-do list, like that I don't, he forgot was not on. I don't the, eat the bacon. Podcast list. It's like, oh, I got to do some bacon. I um, um, I, I. So I played at the beginning of this. This is related to me being incredibly intoxicated. I played our new disclaimer. Uh, which is something that I realized I should have because people find this podcast and then get uh, blasted in the face with dicks. And that's maybe not something that people want. Um, For the most part, people that come to the show seem to enjoy that part, which is very weird of all of you. But um, Most of you seem to know what you're after. You know what you're into and you're... And you're coming to the place to get it. But the, so I was nearly blackout when I mixed that. I don't know if you could tell, but there was like four music beds playing at the same time. I I didn't quite pick up on that. But uh, then again, I was hearing the like muted version of it from 
Oh, sure, because you're hearing speaking. it over Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's um it's pretty wild. It's it's yeah, it's like five or six layers of audio that just clashes with itself. And I was really drunk and I was like, another! Give me another. Cause I couldn't decide on what music bed to put. Do you know what it is? It's good because like the words are there to tell you what the show may include, but the music is there to like really introduce you to the vibe. It's like, okay, the words are warning you, but like if you aren't absorbing that, this music needs to set the stage for what kind of chaos is coming. You are going to make me cry, Diana, because that is the exact (laughs) argument I was going to make. I I thought that was just me justifying sloppy mixing, but I'm sitting here like, you know, it is it is kind of like it's indicative of the chaos of the show, you know, because by the end of the show, like you won't even know what's going on. And like, what is even like we won't even know what's going on. We don't know what we're talking about. He just said make bacon and (laughs) and we talked about it for five minutes. So there's no (laughs) there's no rhyme or reason. I will say uh, it's one of my favorite things ever is to just go onto Fiverr and hire an unsuspecting voice actor to read nonsense. I just found three people whose voices I liked and had them all read the same script. And Can I share with you? I got to share with you because I, I'm going to text it to you. You can keep talking. This is going to take a minute. But like, so I actually went on Fiverr very intoxicated on yes. a Valentine's Day evening earlier this year after I um, had had many, many glasses of champagne and I hired a, a, an artist to make probably, I mean, the most absurd thing in the world based on an inside joke I'd had months later, months earlier and one that I'm not even sure was funny. Uh, In fact, I'm, I'm pretty convinced it wasn't funny. So you're texting me this picture. Is this something that I can show to the chat or would you rather me keep it private? Absolutely can. But you need to also keep in mind that I had them make it twice because the first time was not up to par. But since you're texting me, it's going to just be me putting my phone up to the camera. That is fine. I'm I'm sending you both now, and I want you to tell me. It's very important for you to answer this question for me. Okay. Which one you think is sexier? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I got this first one. Um, this appears to be. It is a. It's like the. F- oh my god! How do I even describe this? <laughs> it's it's the fr- it's like the front part of a semi wearing a hat. They have a lipstick. semi truck. I think that on this podcast we need. Oh yeah, to not specify. a semi, not a semi hard on. <laughs> yeah. Um, the truck has a gun. It says "trucks it gonna be hot rod." I don't know what that means. Let's see if the chat can see this. Uh, it should be on my camera. And uh, let's take a look at the next one. Yeah. This is the same design, but uh, <laughs> they're standing up now, and it also has the same dialogue. It's uh, now, <laughs> it's something else. Now, which of these two is sexier? I'm, you know, I'm more likely to uh, beat off to the first one. Although, like, the second one does show more of their, their truck body. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know, like, what a truck in- enthusiast would be. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
the the artist really um really just made the truck the front of a truck and then just a bunch of tires all the way down <laughs> which you know what I'm all for artist expression so I think that that's fine whatever they felt um uh, based on my drunk description was good uh, but the best part was that when they got back to me the next day with that first drawing and I was like, it has got to be sexier. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could make that the, uh, the cover art for the website. I have to figure out how to get it off of my phone because you have an Android, so I can't just open up iMessage and save and copy it. Oh my but God. I, I might be able to send so it to weird. myself. Um. So anyway, I'm gonna make T-shirts. Oh, oh, of Truck Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> trucks are gonna be hot rod, um, and uh, and we'll see how those do. Considering that it's about absolutely nothing, I'm for it. Um, yeah. So let's see. The most that I've been doing, and I've even sent some of it in your direction. I've been writing music again. And uh, that's something I haven't really done in, in like 10 years. Yeah, I'm psyched to hear that. Yeah, I sent it to you a week ago and you didn't listen to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everything has been a nightmare. I'm sorry. It's okay. I forgive I am you. sorry. Uh, but I am excited that you're making music again. Yeah, it's it's really fun. I've been... Um, so if anybody wants to hear it, it's, you know, it's the kind of music that you hear on this show. It's whiny emo music slash robots.com. I have three demos. They're varying in quality uh, because I don't know how to mix music, and I'm really just figuring out ideas. Uh, but the uh, what's the word? The base of what I'm attempting to to accomplish is there, and you can hear what I'm trying to do. Ultimately, I'm going to pay a producer to um, do a real mix. Uh, but right now, I'm just kind of figuring stuff out. And the most recent song that I, I sent to you is something that I'm really excited about because I wrote that song when I was like 19 or 20 and I always hated it but knew that it had potential and then this past couple of weeks I went back and I rewrote the song changed the chords and rearranged the music and it's like it's kind of vindicating that I, I held on to hope all these years like no one day I can make this good and yeah if if I'm being honest and fuck this guy, but it's because in the middle I had a really cool like Jesse Lacey breakdown, and I was like, seventy times seven is dope, even though that guy sucks. So I'm gonna keep this song. Yeah, he doesn't own that. Like he probably probably does. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't own the concept of the band cutting out and only the bass playing. That's true. Yeah, but exactly. I did rip that off from him wholesale. Well, whatever. It's yours now. Yeah. We're gonna next time you do it, we're gonna call it the, the JP. Yeah, I'm coming for you, Jesse. Uh <laughs> I also lost 15 pounds. Which I'm not really certain how I did that, but uh I am wasting away. So <laughs> uh you know, right before we started this, I got an email from a company called Fundbox. Have you ever heard from Fun heard of Fundbox? That sounds weirdly familiar. I believe they're associated with uh, QuickBooks. QuickBooks is an invoicing service that a lot of freelancers yeah. use. Uh, so Funbox is this this terrible, terrible business uh, that runs on the platform of, hey, your client didn't pay you? We'll pay you until they do. And so what? It, it kind of, to me, it sort of encourages bad client uh, yeah. relations. Yeah. 
because uh, what they do is they essentially give you a loan uh, while you wait for your client to pay you. And then <gasps> I think you have to, I think you pay interest on that. I'm sure you do because uh, you can't exist as a company yeah. <laughs> with just paying people for, yeah. for whatever. Well, and what if your client never pays you? Then they're out of money. Uh, so I signed up for this many years ago because of, uh, longtime listeners might recognize this. I worked on a zombie film in Owatonna, Minnesota that never to this day paid me. Oh, and it was, yes. it was like almost a thousand dollars. Yeah. And I've long since given up on ever thinking I'll see that money. I thought it'd be really funny actually, because I believe that the person that owes me money still lives in Owatonna. I thought it'd be really funny to uh, buy a billboard in the city of Owatonna that just says blank owes me $800. Oh my God. You know, like spend $800 just to call them out in their own town. I would absolutely fund that effort. Uh, But every, every couple of months, like maybe twice a year, I get an email from Fundbox that just reminds me that I didn't get paid that one time. And it says, we're working to let you know that your account with us is still active. Although we can't give you any money right now, you know, we'll let you know when you're eligible. And it's like, how are you going to decide? Well, like, what, what do I have to do to be eligible? What is this business model? I, I don't, don't know. understand what it is. I bet that they don't ever actually pay anybody. <laughs> yeah. I, I bet that they just like, they're just like, we'll try to get you some money when we can. We're just scraping things together right now because we're not really a business. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a few days to push paper around and we'll we'll get you some cash. I'm assuming they check your credit score, which I think is kind of shady. But I guess since they are technically giving you a loan, that makes sense. But (laughs) Ruby in the, or not Ruby, I'm sorry. Rosa in the chat says, pay someone to bomb the town with flyers. Yeah, just fly overhead. I thought it'd be really funny to, uh, because this person owns a business to somehow organize it where every single day for like a year they get an invoice in the mail and i'm not sure how you would time that out (laughs) like i would maybe have to go to the post office every day uh but i imagine that it would just result in them getting like 12 of them at a time which is also funny um so that is uh you know don't watch that movie it's terrible uh, did you know that they're releasing the Snyder Cut? What What are they releasing? Say again? The Snyder Cut? Do you know what the Snyder Cut is? I only vaguely know what the Snyder Cut is. No, please enlighten me. Go. Oh, God. Do you actually <laughs> not know what the Snyder Cut is? Because I love that. I actually don't. Yeah, go, oh. go. So, oh, God. Now I have to pretend I know what I'm talking about. What is his name? Zack Snyder, I believe. Yeah. Director of movies. <laughs> Uh, they did yes. some superhero movie, presumably Justice League, because that's what the word. Oh, 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 wait. OK, wait. This is the this is why everybody was like, hey, Joss Whedon, fuck you yesterday. I Maybe. But they're also always doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, c- continue, though. Well, so for a long time, there a movie came out. Come at me, nerds. I don't care. Uh, some superhero movie came out that this guy directed and a bunch of people were upset about it. But then. Somebody got in their head that the director's cut was superior. So for like six years, people have been hashtagging release the Snyder cut. And HBO, because they're starved for content because nobody can shoot anything right now, they're like, all right, we're going to release the Snyder cut. (laughs) 
which kind of ruins the joke now because now I can't say that joke. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can. It just loses its meaning. Yeah. You can continue to say it. My and favorite. I support you. I like uh, release the cat Snyder cut. Or release yeah. the butthole cut. I yeah. See, I really, I really need the butthole cut of cats. Oh my god. That's what I need to to help get me through this pandemic. I want the version of the Irishman. Irishman. <laughs> the Irishman. Is it a Pokemon? The Irishman. <laughs> uh, I want the version where uh, De Niro had to wear, or maybe it was Pacino had to wear like platform shoes. <laughs> And then they CG'd them out to make it look normal. Just so that he's not short. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, Okay, so this next one is a very quick bit, but I know that you're a big wrestling fan. Oh, God. A heel turn that I never expected in my life was Undertaker (laughs) being a Blue Lives Matter guy. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about that that hasn't already been said. But in in retrospect, it really doesn't surprise me because he like looks like he's the king of a trailer park, right? But and I... what's more shocking to me than Undertaker being Blue Lives Matter is how woke Stone Cold is. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin never is out of character. First of all, like you find him on Facebook, and he's like in the comments. He's like you or me, like getting dragged into like pages long thread fights between like anti vax moms and <laughs> and like their you know LGBT kids, and he's just coming out swinging um, all the time. Um, and he types in all caps, which is <laughs> yes. just so exquisite because that's like that's how he speaks is in all caps. Um, and uh, but, yeah, the Undertaker thing is actually disappointing to me because the Undertaker, you know, in my eyes, you know, was a character. But like, obviously, we have to remember that your average professional wrestler is not actually a great actor so like they're probably not playing like extremely good dramatic roles they're probably just slightly altered versions of their characters (laughs) um and uh and yeah so but also you know i liked him so much but i think it speaks to the 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 expiration date that has to be on these. I mean, one, you can only heel turn and then face turn so many times sure. in your career before we just start to say, like, who are you even? Um, but then also, you know, <sighs> then they start to disappoint you in real life. And then you're like, oh, OK, I'm well. I'm just surprised that people are still talking about The Undertaker because he was one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, I know. I, yeah. I was big. I Kane uh, and Mankind were probably my two favorites, but like the the Dead Man persona, I really liked. We're not going to talk about wrestling too much because it turns out that when we do that, people don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, uh, the episode I, we did on WrestleMania, <laughs> no one downloaded. <laughs> um, but when Undertaker stopped doing the Dead Man persona. Ed was like, I'm going to come out to Kid Rock on a motorcycle now. It was very, very weird, even as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Did you happen to see me get 
outed recently on Twitter. For being an undertaker? Yeah, for being an undertaker. No, I got to tell you this story because I don't know if you know this thing about me, but now that it's out on the internet, I feel like I need to get in front of the story. Oh, I think you Uh, broke this news on the podcast that you used to be a wrestler. That I, yes, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, you (laughs) did an episode on it. All right. So it kind of goes a little beyond that. Oh, so no. not even not only <laughs> not only was I an amateur wrestler in like a backyard federation yes. <laughs> for a little while. I also, you know, I talk a lot about D&D and like I do a lot of RPGs and stuff. My first experience with an RPG of any kind was when I was in high school through what is called an e-federation, which is like an online role-playing server where people pretend to be professional wrestlers and write their their promos and then they get voted on and then the, the person with the best promo like wins the match or whatever. So super embarrassing. I've tried to like completely erase it from my life. And a couple of days ago on Twitter, like, obviously, I've gotten some recent, like, attention on Twitter from releasing the book and, like, from other things. And, like, it was like a nightmare where, like, somebody retweeted my post and was like, wow, (laughs) I can't believe this. (laughs) You all may not know this, but Diana and I go way back. We know each other from, from this popular e-federation, which if you don't know and like described it and oh, everything no. and was like, this is what she used to do. She was the best at it. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was like it was like one of those uh, kind of like zoom out moments of anxiety. I remember when you talked about it on the podcast, you wouldn't tell us where we could find the Federation. So sounds like somebody else told us, but I yeah. don't, I mean, I didn't see that post. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it, it, it wound up bringing a couple of other people out who were just like, I've also, I too used to do this. <laughs> and I also never told anyone about it. Oh man! I was like, oh, at least we're all on the same page about how this is. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You know, since we're talking about Diana already, uh, I think that now's a good time to bring this up. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> okay. So you're you're a healthcare worker. I am. And there's been a lot of uh, really, I would say, tone deaf salutes to your <sighs> profession. People clapping every day from the comfortable, you know, couch or people flying planes over hospitals instead of sending money. I thought that we could do something a little better. Um, Now, part of this, obviously, is part of my anti-plane agenda. I'm very (laughs) anti-plane. It's not just a pro-Diana thing. It's anti-plane. Good. Um, good. Planes, of course, are owned by Big Milk. Yeah, I never want you to be fully pro anything. I always want you to have an anti stance. Yes, always. yes. Um, but so uh, this is also just you know because I I like to donate locally. I know you, so I want to tribute you specifically and not everybody else. 
but also because uh, I have to make this about me in some way. It's yeah. uh, definitely there's Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come there's on. A, <laughs> this is called. Um, it's my new. <laughs> my new tribute to diana specifically it's called covering the beginning of time consumer just for diana <laughs> <laughs> this is a gift okay. Uh, okay i haven't done it yet but uh look forward to that coming soon to twitter i'm gonna play the intro and uh i chose it because it's my favorite song i didn't see it fit to ask you what your favorite song was no, you should, and you shouldn't have. Just do whatever feels right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really encourage everybody on the internet to cover just the intro to Time Consumer and uh, tag Diana in that. Oh my God. We don't have that's, any listeners. No one's going to do that. That's wonderful. But we did, I, we have made Claudio come at us once, so. Yeah, just the intro to Time Consumer for me. Only the intro. Only in the intro. Well, you can, I mean, it's like the best part of the song. You can play so. the first verse riff as well, uh, but I don't know how to play the chorus. So that's why it ends there. So don't go past that. Don't go past the first Do verse. Do not go past that. I also don't know the lyrics. So that part. If out. you go past that, you're basically flying a plane over a hospital. Yeah, which that well, is what I'm going to say. Yes. Is <laughs> not helpful to me. Only, only play the cool arpeggio part. And then the first verse riff. <laughs> Every time you play only the first riff of Time Consumer, a healthcare worker gets an N95 mask. Specifically Diana. Um, Specifically me. I have been laughing about that joke to myself for a month now. Good. I'm glad. Um, this is the first time we've spoken <laughs> in a long time. Uh, but every time I play that song, I think like I'm doing it for the troops. Yeah, you are. You're doing it for the boots on the ground. Um, Me. <laughs> but only your boots. Only my boots. My two boots. Uh, you know, I'm going to jump to another Diana-specific post. This is something that you posted on Twitter a while ago. Oh, boy. Uh, we're canceling you, so. That's fine. Um, you <laughs> I'm know sure what? I deserve it. I, I want there to be a non-mean directory of why we're canceling people. Because every day I see that someone's getting canceled and I don't know why. And it's really hard to find out. Yeah, just a, just a, like, it doesn't even have to be, like, weighted in any way. Just, like, some sort of reason. Like just one why... sentence. Yeah. People are mad because, uh, et cetera, I don't know, said a slur 45 years ago. Yeah. I'll take it. Or, right, just whatever it is. So, wait, what? why are we canceling me? Uh, because you don't change the light bulbs in your apartment. I don't. Actually, uh, I finally had to, which is why <laughs> there is a light in here. So my original plan, because the lights were just slowly going out and it was just getting darker and darker in here, uh, and I can't reach any of the lamps and my stepladder is only one step up and I am five feet tall and the ceilings here are seven feet tall. So I can't, uh, <laughs> there's no, uh, there's no way for me to reach them. So that it was just getting you know, more and more dark in here. And I, my plan was that like, okay, like when the last light bulb goes out, I'm just going to move. Yeah. I'll just change apartments. Uh, and it'll be someone else's problem. Um, and then a pandemic happened, so I couldn't move and the last light went out and I was like, well, all right, I guess, 
I guess I have to find, and I had to get like a real ladder. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have the tweet up. It says, I moved into this apartment three years ago. I'm too short to reach any of the ceiling lights, even with my stepladder. I have not replaced a single one. They are just slowly going out around me. One day there will be only one light, and it too shall go out, and I will move. It's a poem. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, the standard for poetry has definitely gone down, so I'm happy to be in that group. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We got some Twitter suggestions twitter is sometimes a crapshoot because no one takes me seriously um this one is from john ronald do you know what anime matsuri is no i mean you could probably guess that it's an anime convention oh okay sure now if this is the one that i'm thinking about and i might be wrong but if this is the one that i'm thinking about this is the anime convention that is often muddled in controversy for things like supporting Nazi cosplayers or their con chair being accused of sexually assaulting people. Okay. If that's not anime Matsuri, I'm sorry. But I know there is a con like that, and when somebody sent me this, that's the first thing I thought of. And it says, talk about the wisdom or lack thereof of anime anime Matsuri going forward as planned in July like a bunch of maniacs. Oh, so they're going to go on. Well, I think they think they're going to go on. Oh, for God's sake. There's a few conventions that haven't announced canceling cancellations yet, and I think they're just being hopeful. Well, no. Okay, so I can actually speak on this because I'm on the board for a convention. And there's a there's a, a little catch here. So as a convention, if you cancel your event... Mm-hmm. Before the hotel or convention center or wherever you're being hosted cancels you, you're out your whole deposit, which is usually like a fuck ton of money. And it's usually money you haven't made yet because most cons sell most of their tickets like within the week of the con happening. Mm -hmm. So... um, you if you cancel before they cancel on you, you're just out. If you wait and let the convention center or hotel cancel on you, then you're good. Mm-hmm. You're you're off the hook. You get your deposit back and you're fine. But a lot of the hotels are waiting to see what happens because this is their only big source of income left right now. Yeah. So they're kind of holding on to the last minute also. So it's sort of a stalemate that a lot of cons are in. So it may not be that they're <clears throat> being jerks. This it may be that they're hoping that they can still get their money back mm-hmm. and continue to live uh, as a convention. But, well, you know, that's that's just my hypothetical. What What's interesting is that some of the bigger cons that are happening later in the year have it like Anime Expo and Otakon have officially canceled. And those happen in, I believe, June and July, uh, reverse respectively. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that's how we say that now. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, most most conventions have canceled. I know that I saw. I think it's a comic convention in Florida that's like we're coming back. So uh, you know we are not in a great place. 
Well, Florida just has no rules. Yeah. <laughs> they don't they they're they're not living in the same uh situation as the rest of us. I say they're, we just border like you we talk about the wall to Mexico. We need to border up Florida. I I'm in favor, honestly. <clears throat> Uh, honestly, at this point, I say we just lock the border to New York because <laughs> now that the rest of America is getting hit, I don't want it to come back here. Exactly. And people from Florida, like half of them don't even live there. So they just come back and forth like all the time. Uh, so <laughs> Florida is the Texas of America. I need everybody to read that sentence four times minimum oh. to get the full comedic effect of oh, that sentence. Thank you, Rosa. <laughs> it's wonderful. Oh, Ed's in Florida. I didn't know that. Uh, Rosa is our uh, Swedish representative. So, and I, I don't know that just it. That's the funniest sentence I've ever read. It's Florida like, is the Texas of America. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is from Ryan. Ryan is a regular co-host. Uh, I don't know if you still listen to Dead Rat Pizza, but he was on the last handful of episodes. <laughs> this is a. What's the most oblong penis you've ever seen? Okay, oblong. Does that word just mean? This is the show Oblongs. It it was on Adult Swim for a while. But is it? <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, hold on. Hold, hold on a minute here. You googling? I'm oblong? googling. Yes, because uh, in my head, when I think of the word oblong, which is not often, uh, <laughs> to be totally honest, shocker. Um. Is in it's an oval shape, so it's like I I don't know I kind of think it's already sort of the shape of a penis. Um, okay, okay, elongated shape in the shape of an oval. <laughs> oval um, use over time for oblong has really gone down since <laughs> the eighteen hundreds. Is this big oblong trying to spread their agenda on uh, dictionary.com? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, all right, based on my assumption of the word, because I think it means an object uh, in an elongated, so I'm thinking like really like long but but thin oval shape. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I'm assuming this means. Uh, and I don't know, the answer is I've seen some. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, can't, I don't have anything interesting to say about them. I've just seen some. Like I haven't that. seen a lot of weird dicks. Uh, I think that, like, I see the really bendy ones in porn sometimes. Bendy's the wrong word. Like, uh, curved? like curved. Yeah, like like somebody that's like <laughs> curved to the left. Yeah, I've seen stuff like that. Um, that was painful. See, what's funnier to me is not those oblong ones if that's the correct use of the word that i've experienced it's the chodes really those are those are those are the ones that stand is. out that's like really short and fat so they're oh. like real real small <laughs> lengthwise but they're almost like a square shape jesus <laughs> uh this next one this one is for me from sean ryan have you seen kengan asura i have not he says that a lot of people tell him that it's like Baki, which is one of my favorite shows. I can almost get past the ass animation, but what lost me was the salary man. He overreacts to everything. Uh, I've not seen the show, so I can't comment on that. Uh, then Sean with another Baki 
uh, submission. Me and Sean are like the two Grappler Baki super fans on the internet. Sure. Yujiro Hanma should have demanded that Muhammad Ali rename his son Boxy. Muhammad Ali is a character in Grappler Baki. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So is like every president we've had for the last like 15 years, 20 years. Uh, it's not often that uh, current events factor into Baki, but real people will factor in. Is Trump on it? Uh, yes. Trump is in Grappler Baki. Wow. Okay. Um, and the reason, so. Uh, Grappler Baki, I'm sure I've told you about it, and I, I imagine that you've wiped it all from your brain, which is the right thing to do. Uh, it's a fighting anime and manga, and uh, the main character is Baki Hanma. His dad is Yujiro Hanma. Yujiro is the strongest person on the planet. Uh, and it's like, think like Goku levels of exaggeration. Like, this guy cannot be beaten by anybody. It's to the point where entire countries submit to him. And so whenever we get a new president in America, there's a chapter where Yujira goes and browbeats the new president. <laughs> Good. And so okay. there's one where like George Bush and Obama and uh, also Trump uh, submit their allegiance to uh, Yujiro Hanma. Oh, good. Okay. Well, so, that, that sounds good then. There's uh, one of my favorite. It's in uh, the anime from 2005. He, I think it's the Japanese like prime minister or whatever. He goes into their office and kicks their desk in half just to prove a point. And then he's like, you need to get better security. Peace. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah. Um, that was also a bit on Doctor Who once. So I, I can get on board. Yeah, it's the same concept, but with less screwdrivers. Yeah. Um, the other thing, though, when you say uh, boxy... Uh, it makes me think of one of my favorite things on Boxy. the internet. I know you're going to tell me about Boxy. Come on. That's our girl. That's uh, our girl. Uh, let me see if I can find her quickly. Oh, our queen. She lives. She oh, lives man. on. I think it's... Uh, here we go. Oh, it's not playing the audio. It's been a while since I made a new video, so I decided that because of recent events that I could make a I just gotta play the beginning. Okay, hi. So, my name is Boxy. And that's all you gotta know. Oh, that's all you have to know. And then you know that she led us. She led <laughs> us through. <laughs> I'm so happy that we're on the same team here. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what a bizarre thing to happen in the history of the internet. It's so funny because right now, like she was like, she, she was all these like things existed around Boxy. There were like legitimate stands of Boxy. There were people who thought she was like the most fucking annoying thing on the planet and like a, a drain on the, on the earth. And then there were people who were like, this is a parody account. This is clearly like for comedy. She's putting on a, a bit. Um, and like all these opinions floating around about this girl. But the persona that she puts on in those videos, the boxy persona, is like right now, like a really popular form of like comedy on TikTok. And like, and also like her whole aesthetic, like the TikTok girls wish, they wish they could pull off a boxy. She is, she is a pioneer. I. There was a time in my life that I thought that I would marry Boxy, and I would still do it. The offer's on the table. 
I don't know your real name. I'd have to it's, learn that. It's Bucks. But I do love you. I work in the entertainment business, so it's a possibility that we'll run into each other some point. She is a voice actor now. Uh, she's, I, I believe she did a cartoon for the Disney Channel. That makes so much sense. So uh, we are coming for you, Boxy, but we're going to bring flowers. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then finally, Ryan said, if someone paid you, oh my God. If someone paid you $10 million to snort a ground up elephant penis, would you do it? How? What was that amount of money again? $10 million. Yeah, probably. Would it kill me? Probably not. If it wasn't going to hurt me, are you like, <laughs> Yes. I mean, how much time do you have to snort the penis? That's the that's the defining factor. Because if you, that's a lot. Oh, you know, I'm imagining. Just even like, I'm imagining just a normal line, like a coke line. Uh, it's gonna be too big for a whole coke line. You're gonna you're gonna get to the end of that, and your lungs are gonna be filled with dust, and you're gonna you're not gonna be able to breathe, oh. and then you're gonna die. But if you've got if you've got like a few days to do it, yeah, just you do can, a like, couple do lines of then, elephant dick every day. Yeah, I would do that. You know? $10 million. Yeah, oh, yeah, I would do anything pretty much. Everybody will know <laughs> you as the person that snorted the elephant dick and then you'll laugh at them in $10 million. Exactly. <laughs> I will dry my tears with money. <laughs> um, do you, I presume that you do, but do you have Mr. Frosty in Astoria? Yes. And why they are out right now. Oh my God. Is... Beyond me, how you are luring tiny children out into a pandemic right now? You are coaxing people out of their homes with enchanting music and promise of sweets in the middle of a global emergency, in the middle of New York City, the ground zero of said global emergency. Like, are you out of your minds? Oh. I. I I can't even understand it. You're so much more innocent than me. Uh, I am 100% convinced that this is a drug delivery service because I have heard Mr. Frosty more than the entire, in, in the last month or so, more than the entire time I've lived here, which has not been long, but three years. I never used to hear them. I'd maybe see them once a day. Now I see them all hours of the day, like as late as 11 p.m. They are selling drugs. They have to be selling drugs. I hope so. Genuinely, I hope so in my heart because the alternative is there is luring bad. people out for ice cream. There's no way people yeah. are buying ice cream. I mean, people are weak. I guess. <laughs> people are weak. <laughs> it's so I wonder if I wonder if I can find the song on YouTube so people can get an idea. Like, I have a story about Mr. Frosty, by the way. So you look up that song and then, I, and then here we go. Oh, that's not the that's not the right one. At least that's not the one that I hear. Let me see if I can find. This is another one called "Let's Listen to the Mister Softy Ice Cream Song." Oh, they just have this one song. Yeah. Oh, this is Mister Softy, not Mister Frosty. That's why. Do we have Mister Frosty? I think they have the same song. Oh, no, mine plays something else. Let's see. Uh, this video. Maybe they do. I don't know. The one in my neighborhood is a different song. Uh, I think it's a... Uh, 
It's it's like a similar. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it's it's not quite the same thing. Uh, <laughs> Rosa said Instagram still sounds like a drug delivery service. <laughs> Ed says, "Why not get both? Get ice cream and drugs." Okay, fair. It's a fair point. Uh, let's see what I have next on here. Um, oh, here's here's a here's a good one. I don't know why I listed this <laughs> as maybe this is for Diana. Maybe because we're both drunks. It says, oh, oh, yeah. why do we keep booze in the kitchen if we're just going to go and get it anyway? <laughs> what is this lie that we're telling ourselves? Okay. Okay. Wait. Can I? I got to pick this apart point by point. Yeah. Because if we really decode this down to the brass facts, why do we keep anything in the kitchen if we're going to get it anyway? Okay. <laughs> Like why? But if, why do we keep? In fact, why do we keep anything anywhere if okay. we're ever gonna go and get it? <laughs> okay, Miss Like uh, Semantics. Uh, I I broke through these chains in my last apartment where I just kept a beer fridge in the living room. Yeah, but in my apartment, most of the time, uh, not right now, because uh, I'm living in. 2020 uh most of the time i keep this in my kitchen and i just go and get another drink anyway and one day i woke up and i was like if i'm just gonna have a shot every 20 minutes 20 minutes no (laughs) (laughs) if i'm just gonna do a shot every 45 minutes anyway why don't i just keep the whiskey in my room and now i do (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, I, I agree with Rosa. I want my vodka to be cold. That's one reason. Okay. Um, I don't think we chill any of our drinks here except the beer. Also, I like, um, I like things to, uh, to be clean and my apartment would be real messy looking if I just had like a couple of bottles, like hanging out, like on the floor next to my bed, (laughs) which to be fair, sometimes has happened. During the last four months, especially, has definitely happened. But under normal circumstances, I like it to look like it's clean in here. And that means putting things on shelves. And I have a shelf for liquor in my kitchen. You know, it's funny that you say that because I've been looking at your headphones for the duration of this episode. And they're, oh, it's right outside of frame on the video. Oh, no, you can see it right now. Your fucking headphones are so tangled and it's been driving me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. How do you how do you justify going outside like that? I don't go outside like that. These stay right here. You have outside headphones? I have outside headphones and I have inside headphones. Oh my God. These are the inside headphones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Otherwise, what happens is I take the inside headphones outside and then I forget them someplace and then I come home and I remember that I'm supposed to be on a live stream and then I have no headphones. Okay. So I have to have them. Wouldn't you want to keep the nice ones for the live stream where all of your doting fans see you? These are the nice ones. Those? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, You know, if you want to talk about bacon, I've had this on the list for a while. I think we're going to talk about this and then take a quick break. And then okay. I'm going to do another shot. You don't have to, but I would encourage you. Why would join. you say that to me? Of course I'm going to. Because you have a job. You have to work in the morning. I don't know when you get up for work. <laughs> it's only 920 right now. I'm in the I'm in the green zone. Anything goes right now. Um, Do you remember the Arch Deluxe? 
Probably not, no. because we would have been very young. The Arch Deluxe was a burger that McDonald's sold for a very brief period. It was one of the most expensive uh, advertising campaign flops in fast food at the time. Maybe to this day. Uh, you know, there's obviously other flops like the McDLT, uh, which <laughs> you're laughing tells me you maybe know the song with Jason Alexander. Uh, there are, you know, some outrageous things that Pizza Hut does to pizza, but the Arch Deluxe isn't a crazy idea. The Arch Deluxe was being advertised as a burger for grownups. Uh, their, their commercials were maybe a little tone deaf because they're like, ew, this burger has lettuce on it. Oh, I'm an adult. I like lettuce on my burger. But when you look at the facts... McDonald's fucked up selling a bacon cheeseburger. That's all the Arch Deluxe is. It's a bacon cheeseburger with lettuce and tomato on it. And somehow that failed. Just from the marketing. I, it must it. have just been the marketing. Maybe it cost yeah. too much money. But like, it, it wasn't any like, you know, it wasn't like the Africa. Do you remember the Africa? No. That's a real burger. Uh, they got in a lot of trouble for that one because I think it was being advertised like during some thing. I'm not sure no, what. The, I'm not sure what the conflict this. at the time was, but there was there was some major thing happening in Africa at the time, and everyone's like, "Whoa, McDonald's too soon." Oh god! But it's it's really weird how much marketing can just like flop up a, a product that is something that would universally be totally liked. Like, it, there's nothing about the contents of the sandwich that have changed because they definitely sell bacon cheeseburgers. Yeah. They just, they I don't did know, for a while. I found else. a commercial. McDonald's executive chef, food enthusiast, and the man who actually created the Arch Deluxe. The best ingredients are just the start of a great burger. Crisp leaves of iceberg lettuce. The stone ground mustard sauce. Mmm. The soft, comforting potato roll. I'm in the zone. All layered together in one symphony of taste. I made it. Oh, maybe it wasn't bacon, even. I swore I this had bacon I have got to tell it. you something. This guy just brought back like flashbacks of memories because he was in other commercials of them. <laughs> he's, like, he's their I, actor cook. I, oh my God. Like, I mean, I'm sure he's not a real chef of any kind, but uh, I know that he was in a lot of commercials back then. I just, I, I thought about that. Like they're, it's not a crazy burger. So what happened? Just advertising it for some reason. I guess. Uh, he is in the zone. He was in the zone, Ed. Yeah, I think I think now we'll uh, we'll take a quick break. Let me see if I remember how any of this equipment works. Uh, when we come back, I have all sorts of fun stuff. Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, oh yeah. Fake Uber Eats listening. What's the horny coronavirus? All that and more. When we come back, <laughs> uh, we'll see it a little bit. You're listening to Dead Rat Pizza. What? Uh, we are back. 
We are playing Time Consumers specifically for Diana. Uh, for the boots on the ground. This is my like boots. one of my favorite beginnings to a song ever. Uh, so I have a good. shot, Diana. I'm ready to do a shot. All right, I've got my... Nice, nice. <laughs> I got to make sure it's in camera. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. Woo! Oh, man. Well, this is a really long intro, so I'm going to turn it down. Yeah. Um, great, great song. Great song. Uh, let's see. Now that I um, have more whiskey... What else are we going to talk about? I haven't turned our mics back up, so people couldn't hear us until just now. So that's really good. Don't worry. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. We just did a shot and talked about Time Consumer. Yeah, Time Consumer. It's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I've got too many knobs in front of me. I'm glad that I checked that, though. I've, I've definitely gone deep into segments without turning the mic back up. Uh, but it yeah. will be in the podcast, so if you want to hear us drink, then uh, you do have that. So... This is maybe not the best choice for a uh, podcast because nobody can see it, but we do have about four or five people uh, watching live, so I think it might be fun. Did you see the video of uh, the ASL person at a Twista concert? Yes, I did. I, I'm going to play a little bit of that. Yeah, please do. If That was so awesome. If my thing will actually play. This is so wild to me because, like, as somebody that can hear, I don't know what he's saying. So the fact that this this person can keep up with with him and on beat is just unreal. I, I have to say, I love that moment where he's <laughs> like looking over and is like. Yeah, <laughs> like right? has to just gesture, like okay, uh, um, because like, so they have done like a lot of rap concerts. I've I've like I just from following a Twitter thread about mm -hmm. um, this interpreter, yeah, and like looking up other stuff that they've done. It's like they seem to exclusively do like rap and and rock uh like i feel like it's sort of a a trend they uh have some of the same interpreters because i don't know if you've ever seen like there's another really impressive video of an interpreter uh a woman doing eminem oh um, i haven't seen that during, i saw Snoop during dog during rap god and it's yeah it's really good too um but it's just really awesome i Obviously, it's not an issue that I can personally speak on, but I do. I there's a poet that I like a lot um, called Reeves, who was born deaf and got a cochlear implant and is now not deaf and but teaches uh, sign language and poetry in in uh, deaf schools, and spoke about how popular rap and hip hop music is in uh those communities because you can feel the music oh uh, yeah that that uh, makes a lot of sense yeah um so i think it's really cool that we keep seeing sign language interpreters at those shows like literally like there for for a portion of the population that's there to see that i think that's pretty dope one, one thing that i'm very curious of and i well we're a podcast we probably don't have any deaf listeners but if you know anybody 
that is maybe you could ask them, is it possible to keep up with this person? Because as somebody that can hear, I can't follow Twista. So is it is the experience the same trying to watch the person sign? I guess maybe it's a 1-1 experience. So it's kind of like, well, that's the point. It's rap. Well, I will say that she's doing a combo. So she's lips syncing and signing at the same time. Yeah. Which might be like a combination of like of both. I don't know. Whatever it is. That's impressive, impressive as, as it fuck. is to be able to it's lip sync as with fuck. this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's literally yeah. impressive. I didn't know that this was going on. I think it's really cool. I don't see a lot of uh, interpreters at events. I've never seen one at a concert. Um, the closest I've ever had, I took a class and I ended up dropping it, not because of this, but because I just, I didn't want to take the class. Uh, the teacher wore a microphone that amplified his voice because one of the students had trouble hearing, uh, but it wasn't bad enough where they needed an interpreter. They just needed it turned up a little bit. Uh, that's the only thing I've ever been to that had anything like this. And that was in 2005. <laughs> So it doesn't happen a lot, and uh, I think that's too bad. I think it'd be really cool to have somebody like at uh, panels, at anime conventions and, and sci-fi conventions. I'm sure it happens somewhere. Yeah, um, we have <clears throat> we have sign language interpreters come to Cogs, uh, but there's not enough of them to do every single panel or event that's happening because there's you know there's ones sure. going simultaneously all yeah. weekend long. Um, uh, but we try to stick them at all, at least the like diversity focused panels, things mm -hmm. that, um, and then high profile events like big, you know, the sure. big stage the events, guests, yeah. um, special guests and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of tough cause you're in order to do it, you know, I mean, it's important to do, but you've got to do it, uh, where you got to find somebody who has the availability to the availability to be there all weekend long. Yeah. Um, oh, and to have them but, do it for 12 but, hours straight. Exactly. Right. It's like, so you've really got to have like a team of interpreters mm -hmm. um, in an ideal world. And like, you know, uh, you got to, you got to have the room and the budget to do it. Um, you gotta, oh, I like, bet they're like, expensive. Like, you know, yeah, there's probably not so. many people I mean, that can do it. It's, it's a skilled, <laughs> it's, yeah. a, you know, it's one thing too, like, um, like to to interpret is different than speaking it fluently sure. with any language like like I can speak English I could never translate English for anyone else you have to be able to like you know like uh, it's just a different skill um or an additional skill so yeah it's well like, yeah the it, yeah it's it's something I've I've very minimal experience in and maybe I'm misunderstanding you, but it sounds like you're talking about the difference between translation and transliteration, where it's like you can one-to-one -one translate thing, but to actually make it flow is another story. Um, yeah, kind of. I, 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 I transliterated one page of an anime uh, special features insert for a DVD. <laughs> it was like some weird Kickstarter thing, uh, Time of Eve, was a it's a it's a dope anime they kickstarted the movie over here and they were looking for volunteers to help make the translation flow better and i transliterated uh one page from that release so it's it's hard because you you don't want to lose the meaning but you also have to make it make sense for the audience 
Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, so because this is Dead Rat Pizza and we haven't really talked about anything absurd yet. Uh, Ooh, let's get it. I came up with an idea for something I call hor- horny coronavirus. Uh, and it ties into a great song. Uh, I hate to give this man a platform, uh, but I am going to play a song from Alex Jones after this um, because I think it's appropriate to what I'm about to talk about. And this is like an alternate universe where you can only get infected by eating ass. (laughs) Go on. You have my attention. (laughs) I just, I don't know why I thought about this, but I was like, you know, wouldn't wouldn't it be like what if what if what if we lived in a world? See now the shots are kicking in. Where like it wasn't that like it was still everything else was still really bad, but we didn't have to wear masks and social distancing wasn't a big deal. But like the only way you could get it was by eating ass, and then you'd like really know who was cool to party with. <laughs> Live fast, eat ass, brilliant. <laughs> Ed says, "Oh no, I'd be dead." Um, <laughs> Brilliant. But Live like, ass, eat ass. I'm putting that on a t-shirt. You know, like, maybe it's not like if you eat ass, you'll definitely get it. But if you got it, you definitely ate ass. <laughs> now, I don't know if we'd be in the same place we are right now, but... um, <laughs> Fuck me. I think I thought about this just because of, like, did you read... You probably did the official New York guideline that is, like, eating ass is canceled in 2020. Um, yeah, there was an official New York, like, .gov document that's like, maybe don't eat ass. How dare the government infringe on my rights like this? Yeah. <laughs> How dare they Do you want to get your AR-15 me? in protest outside of Cuomo's <laughs> How office? How dare they? How dare you tell me whether I can eat ass or not, you commie Honestly, son of a bitch? Uh, in my head now, anyone who protests Eats ass. The coronavirus eats ass. We can now <laughs> safely assume that anyone protesting any regulations about coronavirus is really just bagging to eat ass. Oh my God. <laughs> so here's the part where I'm going to play uh, play Alex Jones. Uh, I just got to oh get it in the right browser. No, this is this is great. I'm um, excited. I'm terrified. I normally like I'm I wouldn't call myself like the most uh activist person but I draw the line with certain types of memes. I don't like to share Alex Jones memes. I don't like to share the like this is blah 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 convince me otherwise guy cuz that guy's a fucking I Ugh, hate him. Fuck that guy. Even if yeah. I agree with in the meme, I hate it. I but, know it's just his face is is the problem. But this is an exception that I'm going to make and it's worth it. Leftist ass like corn on the cob. I'm ready. I will. I will eat your ass. I will eat your leftist ass like corn on the cob. I'm ready. I will eat you. I will eat your ass. My children aren't going hungry. I'll do it. I'll drink your blood. And I'm starting to think about having to eat my neighbors. You think I like sizing up? I'm gonna haul him up by chain. Chop his ass up. Just ass like corn. Okay, so 
<laughs> it's about half half Ooh, of the song. Wee. Now, obviously, he's not talking about eating ass in the way that we are, but that I didn't know that when I first heard this song, and I was like, he really likes eating ass. He loves it, apparently. I mean, you know, good for him for <laughs> exploring that part of his identity. I think he could be less angry about it. I mean, most people who eat ass are pretty happy, I think. Oh, man. Um, but he seems to be pretty miserable about it. So I'm sorry for him um, uh, and his strife. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about some porn. Why not? Yes. Let's um, do it. Where do I start? I've got a lot of porn that I saved for this. Um, I want to play a clip first. I'm not going to show everybody because you can't show porn on no. um, uh, on Twitch. On Twitch. So I'll describe this. Let me triple check now that I've already clicked the porn. Let me make sure I'm not screen sharing anymore. Um, so this yeah, video, yeah. it opens up, it's called Petite Teen in Jeans Gets Fucked Hard. Uh, classic, classic, uh, premise. Uh, it opens up with a, uh, woman giving a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is a trend that I see on Pornhub a lot. Not the blowjob part, but if we listen for a second. This is the person getting, uh, blown. Of course. God. Hi guys, stop watch porn and masturbating, just visit site letfuckme.com, if you want to have sex, with a real girl today, just visit letfuckme.com. Meet horny single girls in your area, just visit letfuckme.com. Now I hear this all the time. And it never gets brought up in the comments. No one's like, so what was that weird robot voice? Uh, why? Wh- why would that be? I mean, they. I presumably they have people available to say something like this. You know, like, why have a robot do it? Well, it's. I think these are like automated videos that get made because I just went to letfuckme.com and it's clearly it looks like a scam. Um, sure. <laughs> Ed yeah. says, is this robot trying to fuck? Well, and just the wording, letfuckme.com. Uh, sometimes it'll say like, I met this girl on fuckmypussy.com. She is 18 plus. I fuck many pussy. Go to yeah. fuckpussy.com. And it's like, what? what is happening? Yeah. Who falls for the scam first of all? It's a sad person, I'll tell you that. I it's <laughs> I have on multiple occasions gone to fuckanygirl.com. Uh I did a whole episode on fuckanygirl.com. I've done two episodes. It's very, very funny. If you go to it, I'm gonna see if it's still active. Fuckanygirl.com. Uh yes, it is still active. Brilliant. A simple yawn. You'd never guess it, but the yawn holds a secret to turning women on within seconds. You already know that yawns are contagious, but what you don't yet know is that when someone sees you yawn, you're activating a part of the brain called mirror neurons. Mirror neurons make feelings, emotions, and actions contagious. Okay, so it's it's an hour-long video. Oh my god, are they going to try to say that once you yawn and make another person yawn, (sighs) you then have psychic control over their sex drive? Yes. (laughs) Like, Like, okay, we've activated that part of the brain. Now that you've yawned, 
just then strut your penis and they will uh they will be helpless. What I what I love about fuckanygirl.com is that video has changed over the years. So the first time I went to it, because it was played at the end of a porn video, sometimes they'll do a commercial at the end that'll just like be a stripper and it'll say like fuckanygirl.com, meet this girl in your neighborhood. And I'm like, yeah, I bet. And I go to the website and it was like, I will give you the power to fuck any girl you want. I'm like, what? What? Really? Okay, I'm in. And uh, <laughs> it ends up being this ridiculous PowerPoint presentation. And uh, I did a podcast because I thought it was really funny. He talked about a uh, team of secret, uh, super secret fuck scientists and how they accidentally learned the seven trigger words that'll make a woman want to give a blowjob. Uh, they don't tell I'm you sure. the words. You have to pay to get the words. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You have to pay. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's like going to a faith healing conference, but instead of trying to <laughs> manipulate people into curing their incurable diseases with prayer and money, it's trying to get people to believe that they can get laid if they say a catchphrase. Um, but he he re- he updated the video, and it's the same actor reading the video, which is great. And there's a handful of these. I've only seen three of them, uh, but they're they're very very funny. Four of them, actually. I've, I've seen four of them. So, uh, more to the point, though, uh, this video, I watched the whole thing for scientific purposes, sure. of course. Uh, there's a fetish in there that drives me nuts in porn. And maybe you could the speak milk to the... fetish? Who I haven't gone down that rabbit hole. And I've seen <laughs> some dark stuff, man. Uh, ripping clothes always is a huge turnoff for me. Huh. Do you... I mean, I, I gotta say, I've never... I It never occurred to me that there was a fetish for that, but it makes sense. Maybe fetish but, is the wrong word, but, like, I see too often in porn... It's the, a thing. Like, yeah. in this in this one, because, I okay, the yoga pants, I get it, those are very easy to rip. The woman's wearing jeans in this one. <laughs> <laughs> He has to like take a pair of scissors to it. It takes him a while. And I'm sitting here like, my dude, if you just took her pants off. They've got a button right there. There's a whole ass button. You'd already be having sex with her. You don't need to rip her jeans, you fucking lunatic. It is. It's like, do you know what it is? It's an empty gesture of 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 like dominance. It's, yeah. like, it's like a completely empty show of aggression that has no translation because, you know, the sex you're about to see is going to be vanilla as fuck. But like he's <laughs> first, he's going to he's going to really rip those jeans and show her who's boss. So, uh, yeah, I just can't. There's another interesting fetish. Uh, I'm going to lead this in by playing the beginning of this video, though. The audio only, of course. up this is a uh, uh violet myers is the Fire channel <laughs> so it opens up with our actress taking photos of herself i'm gonna skip ahead to when she's at her desk because that's when they me oh i'm responding to emails right now i'm busy what do you want really good no, acting just miss you you know oh god you're like annoying boyfriend so we've established that they're in a relationship. Yeah, as as 
As told by explicitly, you know how you call your boyfriend boyfriend in conversations? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you like horny or something? Like you only bug me when you want pussy. What's also funny is she's sitting in like this super expensive gamer chair and now I get advertisements for this chair. Weird. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's continue. Like, kind of, you know. I fucked you, like, two weeks ago. We had sex, you know? Like, <sighs> what? that was enough. <laughs> but that's why I, like, I saved I like that. I like that she says we fucked two weeks ago and then defines fucking immediately after. You know, like having sex. I just, I, I really feel for the boyfriend in this because it's like, <laughs> y- it seems like you're in a verbally abusive relationship. Now it's yeah. It's, it definitely seems unhealthy. It's very one-sided. It's one thing to be the annoying guy, like, "Hey, let's fuck," but she just said, "We fucked two weeks ago. We had sex. Was that yeah. not enough?" And it's like, man, if uh, if you live with your uh, partner and you only are intimate once every two weeks, that usually means that something's wrong. Yeah, well, also if they're annoyed. If we're going to analyze porn, though, can we make it a note that we need to analyze, like, some, like, really good theatrical porn? Like, I'm saying what I would like for you to do for the next time that we're going to do this podcast. Okay. I would like you to watch the first, because there's multiples in the series. Is it Pirates? No, the first Sex Files. It's some of the best TV I've ever seen. Oh, my God. I've fast forwarded through all the sex scenes to get to the plot because the plot was fucking phenomenal. Uh, it's about Lilith and it's like it's it's the lore is extremely accurate. Uh, and I would love to do a deep dive into that. And I will even watch the sex scenes to, to, <laughs> to fully analyze this with you. But like, I'm just putting it out there. We should definitely analyze that one next. So there's more to unpack here. Yeah, but keep going. I miss it. If this is, if, can I like just do my work if like I fuck you and suck your dick? Like, will you leave me the fuck alone? Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. What about your fucking dick? Yeah, that's a fetish. <laughs> that's that's one hundred percent its own thing. So uh, we we spoke over my favorite line. I'm gonna play it one more time. Uh, where she. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I heard it, but you can you can do that though. You're so fucking annoying with your big cock. And that's really all there is visually to talk about. But something that I want to discuss that you can't see, um, she's sucking on a dildo, which at first I thought, okay, uh, this might be a situation where uh, her boyfriend might be trans and not have a penis. But he's in other videos using his actual penis. But in this video specifically, he uses a strap-on but acts like it's his own dick. And that's interesting to me. Huh. I didn't know if this was a new fetish that I didn't know about. Because he's in frame but using a fake penis. But then in other videos, he's in frame using his actual penis. I can't say that I've ever seen that. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I, that definitely sounds like it's its own fetish. I mean, the whole thing, like the 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 
degradation and the boredness and the I don't really want to fuck you, but I'll do it as a favor Mm -hmm. to you, even though you're my partner. Like that all sounds very fetishy to me. That definitely sounds like it's in like some sort of degradation fetish territory, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, all well and fine. It's not something I I understand on like a personal level, but surely, you know, like whatever Uh, you do what you got to do. You know, that ties into uh, actually another thing I wanted to talk about, about pornography. Final fantasy. Uh, No, this is all porn for a while. Oh, okay. Uh, This, this topic definitely ties into final fantasy. Final fantasy is going to come up. Uh, where is it? It's tagged as simps. <laughs> I love your notes. Your notes could be its own podcast. Uh, it kind of is the podcast. Where did I put it though? Uh, you know, I don't know if I, I don't need to see the note. I know what it is. There was, there was a, 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 a couple recently that posted a video. It was like a femdom kind of a thing where the guy had to go down on his wife who he has sex with all of the time. And uh, the comments, oh, I found it. The comment says, simp. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know if you know what that word means. And somebody said, yeah, because you watching this happen is totally the Chad move compared to him who's actually (laughs) fucking her right now. I love that. (laughs) Like, what? Unbelievable. I. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so first of all, so, so simp is like, uh, uh, the newer version of what did they use cuck. to say on the internet? They, that said, meant the, they said cuck a lot. Cuck. Yeah. 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 That was like, so simp is the new cuck or whatever. Um, but it just means anyone who does anything ever for yeah. a woman anywhere. It's it has it has dissolved. There's no meaning for it. Like, and this is something that is interesting to me because it happens like whenever like, because uh, this whole thing like all these terms like they're born out of people calling out people for like. Like we used to call out like fedoras or like uh, nice guys TM hashtag mm-hmm. back in like my Reddit days, like a decade ago, uh, when like a guy would jump into the comment section to like praise a, a female person who'd created something and then would immediately start hitting on her in response. And that was like the original like way we started being like, okay, like, you know, you're not any better just because you complimented me first or you defended me first. And then you still end up dropping the same like creepy predatory bullshit on me. But now like all of those terms have just dissolved into like just any man who has ever said or done anything for (laughs) or to a woman that was remotely nice. Including apparently going down on your wife. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I, I, <laughs> that's I, all it takes. I talked about this a couple weeks ago, where I was like, I used the example of if if somebody's making fun of Emma Stone and I call that guy an asshole, and they're like, she's not gonna fuck you, and I was like, oh man. So you're telling me this whole time I've been wasting <laughs> my time. <laughs> oh fuck, I'm such an asshole. God damn it, I. Th- I I thought I 
I thought she might come to New York. I think she has an apartment in New York, but I thought she'd come live here to be with me because I call she would see me with my screen name. You yeah. know, that wouldn't make a be difference like, because wow. screen names are nothing but uh, letters. <laughs> I so I once I, I, I got that a lot. Uh, you know, on Twitter, I would see that like whenever I made nerds mad on Twitter, like anytime anyone responded being like, hey, stop fucking literally harassing her or like they'd be like she's not gonna fuck you dude and one time i kind of snapped and i like quote retweeted it and i was like actually you know what i'm gonna fuck him I- <laughs> absolutely <laughs> gonna, i'm absolutely gonna fuck oh, him that's, that's beautiful a hundred percent and it got i have a list of guys that i'm gonna fuck <laughs> we're gonna have a gangbang there's bukkake you can suck it <laughs> I'm gonna fuck anyone who's nice to me just to fuck just you Just this off. one time. <laughs> well, I, I thought about it because I made all those jokes about making fun of simps or making fun of people that say simp. And then our people stopped listening to the show. And I thought like, man, if the listener count went down because I made fun of people that say simp, like that's not a very Chad move, guys. No, yeah. You gotta you gotta be more aggressive than it's that. It's not very alpha if you're gonna leave when I make fun of you once. Ugh. Exactly. Um, I've also, I've noticed that I'm starting to look at porn stars, kind of like podcaster team ups. So there's some people that listen to both of our shows and they're like, Mm -hmm. oh shit, JP and Diana are back together in a podcast that's fucking dope. And I had this with the other day, I turned on a porno and I was like, oh sick, it's J-Mac and Corey Chase. Oh man! Yes, Dream Team back together. I'd love to see them together. Oh no, he's he's putting it in her butt. This oh, this is great. Oh, just like old times. You know, like, I get just more like excited about porn actors than I do about actual shows. It's really bad. I could name more porn actors than actual actors. I can't anymore. I'm really out of touch with it because, well, I I guess because I've I've completely stopped watching mainstream porn yeah yeah it's just completely gone from my you're just only watching people's patreon shows now pretty much yeah that's fair yeah um i'm trying to there's a couple different places we could go now because i was going to talk about only fans but i also teased final fantasy let's talk about only fans first let me find that piece in here so recently, OnlyFans uh, opened up the doors to other creatives. Now, I don't know if there was anything preventing them from doing it anyway. No, there was nothing. In fact, OnlyFans was never created for sex workers. It's just that they happened to create a platform where people had a paywall built in to mm-hmm. let it, it, it was it just happened to be intuitive yeah. to sex work and also was launched around the same time that tumblr banned all of their not safe for work content and effectively booted like 50 percent of their content creation which was sex workers uh from the platform including erotica writers so that also went to only fans uh as well like a lot of people who did erotic art uh, erotic writing and also like homemade pornography all went to only fans because they allow you to do previews of stuff but put everything behind a paywall it's like built into the system it's basically 
they they may not have intentionally made it for sex workers, but it has all the things that sex workers want in a platform mm. built into it. So it just automatically drew them. But there's no nothing on the site says that it's about sex work. It's not made for that. All other content creation is welcome there. But they have really fucked that up because they are <laughs> deciding to. Oh, yes, there's Doggo. Oh, uh, Sam, what up? Hold on. Sam needs my help. Hang on one second. Copy that. Well, I am going to uh, talk right now while Diana does something with the dog. Uh, hey, it looks like you just helped Sam onto the bed. Yeah, her hips are bad. She can't. Uh, oh, that poor doggo. <laughs> she can't get up by herself. Um, so now they want to do away with sex work being what their platform is known for. So they want to boot all the sex workers. And oh, like, they're booting them. I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, whoopsie, they're going to lose literally all their money uh, overnight and do exactly what Tumblr did. Tumblr is a wasteland now. Uh, there's, you know, um, I, I made a new account to see what was still left on there. And it's like, you refresh the page and nothing new comes up. <laughs> it's like so painstaking. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, so OnlyFans is going to lose all its, all its revenue and the sex workers will find the newest thing and figure it out because they thrive no matter what. Mm. So I was going to talk about a number of the different options. Uh, I want to make it clear because I'm going to criticize some of these. I'm not against them making money. I'm just against some of the ways that the platforms uh, go about it. I don't think they're all perfect, and that's why I don't yeah. use them all. Yeah. Uh, my problem with OnlyFans is the pay-to-pay-more model. Uh, my experience, and I know it's not across the board, not everybody does this, is I've, I've joined a few OnlyFans accounts where it's like, join me for 20 bucks a month. I'm like, okay, cool. I like your stuff. And then you get in, and then to watch anything behind that paywall, you have to then pay again. And that's something that turned me off, and it's why, that I, why I've always unsubscribed. It's very similar to the Audible model, which I also don't really believe in. Dead Rat Pizza, of course. Brought to you by Audible. Sign up today with the code 69RATDADDY <laughs> for your free audiobook. Uh, <laughs> that was just so I could <laughs> say that joke. Um, I know that some people are making their OnlyFans free, but then the content inside is paid. That I'm totally fine with. Right. Uh, yeah, a lot of people do that, but that method would work if it were like, say, all up front known what kind of content will be included with the $20 entry fee and what kind of content will be behind a paywall. I, I you know, agree. Like, I agree. Right. Like if you know up front, like, okay, like titties are going to be included, but then if I want to see the whole, you sure. know, like, you know, like, like, like entering a strip club, you know, you want to see more than what's on stage. You got to pay extra to get in the back. But like, but yes. on this, they don't really have any regulation as to whether or not people say that up front. That's, and that's what's always turned me away from the service is that there doesn't seem to be like when you go to somebody's page, it just says, pay whatever. You don't get like a, hey, yeah. if you pay, this is what's inside of here. There's no, there's no sort of like trial area. Right. And then a lot of people that I've paid to join, I join for the five or $10 a month and then they don't post anything. 
Yeah, that's also um, the thing too. But that that comes down to a per user thing. Many vids is another one that I have issues with. Many vids is more of a, a service that I'm for their. I like I like the style they do it because they're you pay per video and you get demos of every video, but the site is so goddamn slow that you can't. I I there was a model that I paid for a monthly. You can watch anything that I post, but you can't download it thing it was like it was something absurd it was like 50 bucks but it was every video she's ever posted you could just watch it you just couldn't download it but the server is so bad that i couldn't watch a single video right so so what that tells me is that she had a good business it's not her fault the website website. is just too shitty right whereas the only fans thing like if a, if a creator on there chooses to have a good business model and puts all their stuff up front, they can do that. And I've seen some that do where they do actually spell out. It's just that the platform doesn't have it. It needs a new like, interface, I think. Yeah, it doesn't have it set up that way. Um, Fan Centro, I don't have as much experience with, but I know that that's another one where I unsubscribed very, fairly quickly. Uh, there was a model who was doing subscriptions to her Snapchat on there. And then she said, hey, anybody that's subscribed to the Snapchat, you can now download the archive. But the website, she didn't realize this, prevented her from being able to show the archive unless it was a separate subscription. So you'd have to pay $30 for the Snapchat and $30 for the archive. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you're not going to let your people do what they Mm -hmm. want with their content so i unsubscribe to that one as well i'm like because i I don't i'm not always there for the snapchats yeah and now i I, even though you want to give me the archive this website is preventing you from being able to give your audience what they want exactly and that's i mean that's that's really the number one especially right now when all sex work has been moved online you know it's all online now so everyone's kind of scrambling to try to figure out what platforms will allow you to to do what you need to do? And then how do you also translate your business model to that? Honestly, <clears throat> I don't envy them for trying to, you know, have to figure this out right now because it's it's there's nobody that is actually catered to it. Like there are so many websites, like thinking about other things, like freelance writing, freelance art. Uh, there are websites that are specifically catered to and designed to benefit both the creator and the consumer of that specific industry, like for all of those things. Mm. But for for sex work related stuff, there really isn't one. It's just sex workers trying to manipulate a pre-existing system to work for their purposes and trying to make it work for their business model and so it always leaves something to be desired there's always something either the either the creator has to sacrifice some of their safety by putting more up front mm-hmm. or the consumer sacrifices some of their money by taking a guess and taking a uh, a, a risk on what's going to be behind there is going to be the thing that they like yeah uh, you know, so it's like nothing is actually set up perfectly because of the restrictions on the industry. It's, you know, it's a I don't envy anyone involved in trying to make it in that industry right now, especially. Now, there is to 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 add a little bit of wholesomeness to all of this. 
okay. so there's a, a, a particular model that even when I've unsubscribed to everybody else, I stay subscribed to this woman. Her name is Kate Sarkeesian. No relation to Anita Sarkeesian. Yeah, um, that's good to say. <laughs> that I'm aware of. Uh, she is a cosplay model that, in my opinion, is one of the hardest working women in the business. Every single day that I've been subscribed to her, uh, which has been probably a year uh, at this point, with, I think, one exception, because she didn't have internet that night, she posts seven to ten unique photos to her Snapchat every single night. It's usually around like 11 p.m. And it's it's unbelievable. And I, obviously, I haven't subscribed to everybody. But of all of the multiple people that I've subscribed to, she has delivered more unique content than anybody else uh, that I'm aware of. And now she does, she does the normal cosplay. And then if you pay $15 more a month, she does topless photos. Um, That's awesome. It's excellent. So now I'm getting cosplay. It's usually like it's well, it's not always cosplay. It's like lewd, like bikinis or like fishnets or whatever. Right. She's in. She's in. She's dressed up. Her in, her like yeah. uh, public facing persona. She does cosplay. Right. So like if you follow her on Instagram, you'll get cosplay. But if you follow her Snapchat, it's lewds and nudes. Um, but so one of the most wholesome things that I ever saw. I'm so uh, excited. So. Recently, she asked her patrons, Patreon, for everything I say bad about Patreon, I think it's one of the models that works in a situation like this, because I've just never had any issues with it. It's pretty straightforward. They have... Right, there, the tier model is exactly tiers, what I was talking about. Yep. You know exactly what amount gets you yep. what content. Well, and there's, yeah, there's the preview you, area. It's... Right, before uh, you pay, you know yep. what's happening. Um, So she asked her uh what are called the platinum subscribers the platinum subscribers are the ones to get the titties and it's only open to a limited number of people so if it's filled you can't just go do it but let's say 10 people leave well now there's 10 openings so yeah. if you leave you can't immediately come back which i think is really cool she's probably making a boatload of money on this well that also that model i will tell you helps to prevent because the thing on Patreon that used to be a bigger problem and I think is less now is people subscribing to your Patreon, downloading everything, saving all of your pictures, unsubscribing so that they get they don't actually have to get your their money out yeah. the window well, and then sharing everything. She doesn't post anything on the Patreon. You have to. It's a Snapchat. It's a it's a per day thing. She lets you save them, but you it, it's an in the moment thing. If you join and unjoin immediately. She's going to delete you from Snapchat. Yeah. So it's like, I think she's already delivered them tonight. So you, I'd have to go on and manually save every single photo, which I do. Yeah. I'll have you know. Um, <laughs> so she was asking her platinum subscribers like, hey, you know, I had an idea uh, about posting like three or four of my uh, topless photos on OnlyFans each month and charging like $5 for like three photos do you think it's fair because you're paying, you know, $35 a month, whatever, to get these photos and you get a ton of them and then I'm charging $10 or whatever so people get three or four of them. Do you think that's one fair that they're getting access to the same exclusive content as you without having to make that commitment? But also, do you think it's fair that I'm overcharging them a little bit? And what 
I would expect in the chat group was a bunch of angry guys, but instead every single comment, I haven't checked it recently, every single comment was like, it's your body, do whatever the fuck you want. I'm just happy you're giving us this content. And I, I was blown away by that. That means, and this is something that is is pure, like her running a good business from whatever, everything that you've told me, she's cultivated a good like para social relationship with her with the people that she's selling to so they don't like view her as just a a snapchat model they're you know they're engaging with her content like and that's that's more of like the that's more of the um experience that sounds to me like somebody has some experience with like in-person sex work like stripping or something like that but just it just like it's intuitive that like you you can't just take the picture put it there and expect people to give you money and never get any backlash for you know one reason or another Mm -hmm. if you cultivate a relationship if you have good business practices if you do all that you are effectively you've you've cultivated a relationship and then people you know, are just overall, of course, you're you're always going to have an asshole or two. But like overall, you will actually have people sure. who are want to see you succeed. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's really yeah. interesting. Um, And I know that she's kind of the full package because she also has a discord. She streams on Twitch. She does con meetups. She's not just a woman that posts, you know, nude photos. once. Yeah, in a no, while she online. sounds like she sounds like a um, fucking excellent uh uh creator i know that i've i've not at length but i've spoken to her before about questions about her service before uh because before she unveiled the topless photos uh i didn't know that that was even a thing uh because she the original thing was like hey i'm gonna try this it's gonna be limited but in order to qualify you have to subscribe for three months on patreon to even get access to this option. And I didn't know. And I was like running low on money and unsubscribed. And she texted me personally is like, Hey, you know, I'm glad that you were around. You know, I'm sorry to see you leave. I just want to remind you though, that you could still qualify for this thing. If you resubscribe, I don't know if you missed the update. Ooh. So she let people who lapsed like rejoin and keep their yeah. like their three well, months prior because i had already good. paid yeah and i was like good, oh uh, shit i missed that update and then i rejoined like a uh, 10 yeah. minutes later yeah no sounds like she absolutely knows like how to actually like maintain a a clientele which is like not always intuitive to some people a lot of people um you know we get this a lot like you hear, I'm sure you've seen it where people will be like, oh, if I, if I was just, you know, a little bit bolder, I would just quit my job and be a stripper. I would just quit my job and, and make an OnlyFans or whatever. And people think that it's literally just going to be that you just don't do any work. You don't talk to any of these people and you just post these pictures or you show up and you like wiggle and then like, you know, you get money, but it's not like that. You actually have to do customer service business you have to engage and like how many of these uh you know services did you unsubscribe from because there you know there wasn't actually an effort put in um a number i mean some of it was i just i can't afford to be subscribed to all of them Uh, yeah but like like, 
I know that I know that you don't like Belle Delphine. Uh, that was one that I subscribed to. And in one month, there wasn't a single update. I don't know why I don't like Belle Delphine. You, you told me that she said some transphobic things, but you didn't oh, You didn't go into oh. detail about what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was a while ago. She's okay, disappeared yeah, yeah. from the internet altogether. Yeah, yeah. But I finally, I was like, what does she have behind this paywall? And I joined, and there was not a single Nothing. post the entire month. Total radio silence. And I was like, what? What are we paying for here? What's going on? Uh, or then more often than not, you'll you'll join one and like maybe once every other week you'll get something, which is fine. But it's like you need to say that when somebody joins. Because if I'm used to Kate, who's posting daily messages and also super easy to reach, and then I join you and like once a month I get five photos of you in a bikini... You need to tell me that that's what I'm going to get before I, I join. Right, right, and and people are making this up as they go, so they don't know uh, yeah. that that's what they, that's the kind of thing that's expected. But that's just you know that's some, something that that um, I think especially right now a lot of people trans like coming into this side of the industry are are learning or are not learning and then are <laughs> leaving the industry. Uh, you know, like it, it is like something that has a, um, a misconception that it's just like, ah, we'll just, you know, you, you'll just make money and it'll be no, you don't have to put any effort in, but that's, that's not how it is. One, one thing that I'm very, I'm curious on of, of your opinion on this, uh, since we're already talking about this, uh, this is a conversation that I saw several, several months ago, but because we haven't done a podcast in a very long time, uh, I haven't asked you about it, and it's topical to what we're saying now. Uh, I will see sometimes people complain, and kind of what we were doing right there is the concept of false advertising. Like, hey, you might post a misleading photo, and then I join, and it's this or this, or I feel deceived. And then the response that the uh, business owner will say is like, It'll be if it'll be an offended response, like I'm a person, not a product. It's like, yes, technically in the literal sense, you are a person, but you're selling your body as a product. And I'm I'm curious where where the divide is, uh, from your perspective. So I think a lot of it comes down to the tone in which people um, approach sex workers on the internet, um, because they may be right in that the content. Uh, was not what they were promised. And they might have every reason to question that. But sometimes, in some cases, I have seen that the complaint is not given as a business complaint. It's it's delivered in a way. It's rude. That, I'm not going to yes. defend the rude people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So sometimes, and here's also something that I think does happen as well is that people who put sexual content online, especially people who are not used to putting sexual content online or or putting sexual content out for consumption in the real world either, is that you get a lot of harassment so often and you become hypersensitive to any criticism whatsoever for good reason. Mm -hmm. Because everything that you put out is going to be met with some level of horrid behavior. 
And then whenever somebody says like a comment or whatever, you're going to be um, on like a hair trigger for like for the creeps, um, which is something that I've definitely I've definitely experienced, you know, uh, in the strip club and stuff is like, you know, on a especially like after a bad week, like where people were being like horrible and creepy and somebody says something that's like on that edge that you, you know, like they didn't, maybe didn't mean it that way, but it came across that way. And you're just, you're so tightly wound from like all of the awfulness that you respond uh, harsher than what was needed. Mm-hmm. So that I think also um, is something that comes with, and and I've seen that actually, I can bring it to a non uh sex work content relation, but anybody with a big platform, oh, anybody with a big platform, like you start to get a lot of comments that are awful, no matter what you post. And so then you start to be more sensitive and more like either you are the kind of person that can block out that criticism and, and, or you're not. And you kind of react very, uh, you know, you kind of have a snap reaction to it. And, um, I don't actually think one is better than the other. It's just, it's just a thing that you do. Um, but one will definitely put a negative thought in other onlooking consumers brains, Mm -hmm. you know, like when you are advertising yourself as a business, and someone asks like a, a question, if you respond in a way that's aggressive, even if you may be technically right, some people will see that negatively. And it, it does have an effect, you know, on on who's going to subscribe next. Oh, yeah. You know, this, this is something that I've I've learned uh, this month. And I, I guess to an extent, I already knew it is. That no matter what you do when you put yourself out there, there's the potential for criticism. And you need to be really careful how you confront that criticism. Uh, I ran an online convention uh, at the beginning of this month. Yeah. And I told you uh, behind the scenes that during the first day, there was an attempt to quote unquote cancel the convention. And on my side, I was like, we're we're doing a free event that's open for everybody. I'm not profiting it, profiting on this. I'm not advertising my own work. I'm openly telling people to donate to charity and telling people to purchase from all of these sellers that have lost money. How did somebody find something negative to say? And I could have gotten really defensive. Um, and uh, I, I chose instead to reach out to these people individually. It wasn't just one person that was critical. And their criticism was valid. I, I I don't want to pretend that it wasn't valid. Um, it caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting it. But there was like three or four people that were fairly critical of us for various different reasons. And I reached out to all of them individually. And I was like, hey, I understand that there's a problem. What can I do to uh, make this better? Like, we yeah. we didn't do this perfect. We fucked up but I want to make this better because I agree with your criticism. Now that's different than saying, Hey, 
you said there was going to be a bunch of ass show photos and there's just titty photos. That's not the same thing. But um, it, it was something that in that moment I realized, like, this is bigger than me now. You know, there's the, the most people we got was 850 people watching. I can't just talk like me on the Dead Rat Pizza account. I have to actually think about what I'm saying now. Because if I run my mouth, I could be potentially putting all these people in danger. And all the, right, and all the people that signed up to do it and, and everything like that. And running an online convention, that's that's one of my worries because uh, everybody is going to want to do that now because of the situation that's mm-hmm. going on, right? Every time you say the situation, I think about the Jersey Shore. I'm really sorry. My roommate started sorry. watching it. Ugh. We're thinking the, about the, the Poly pandemic. D. The pandemic. <laughs> every time we think about Poly D, um, uh, we no. Every time, so in in this in this pandemic, everybody is going to try to want to put on online conventions. Yeah. And most of these people, I just did one this weekend. This oh, nice! Weekend. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it was hell on earth. Oh, um, sorry. Wait, did no, you it was, run it or were you presenting at it? I ran it. Oh, I did the dope. back end. Um, I did the OBS Twitch running and I did it for a percentage of people, majority of whom have never streamed before. So what I had to do was zoom each person in and OBS stream their zoom chat and, and put them on the screen to present. Why didn't you uh, talk to me? I could have helped you out. They, it, it, uh, they're. There's a lot that I have to say that I can't say, but it's fair. just it's just that um, there was a, an expectation. You know, people want a convention to look a certain way. They want it to be, you know, endless content. Mm-hmm. They want it to be, um, you know, all weekend long. And yep. so people are going to want that to happen. Uh, for all these conventions and people don't know what they're getting themselves into and in running them and they're going to get feedback that's negative on something they're going to work really, really hard on. And mm-hmm. that's going to feel really shitty. It's going to oh, feel yeah. really crappy to get a lot of negative feedback on something that you've literally like poured your whole fucking weekend, heart, soul and effort and energy into Um, and you know, it's going to feel like nobody appreciated it, but the fact that people tuned into it and in those numbers and that they, they came, the vocal voices are going to be the negative ones. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be hard for people who've never done streamable content before are going to find hard to filter out. And that's something that I'm I'm worried about people. Oh yeah, uh, you know, like if you've never done streamable content, you may never know. You may not know that like the vocal voices are not the majority voice. You know. Yeah, the, that I yeah. mean, I've been doing streaming for a long time. The thing that hurt me was that the vocal voices were people that have a lot of respect in the community, and again, their their criticism was valid. But it, it yeah. definitely it hurt us a lot, and we almost didn't want to do the rest of the weekend. Um, everything worked out. Uh, I, I spoke with everybody that was the most um, critical of what we did, and we we worked to find a solution. 
So I feel good about about moving forward, but it was it was really difficult in the moment. Um, going going through all of that. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I had another thing I was going to say, but I I've had a lot of beer. Um, I think that we it's should. about time for another break. Um, we haven't been going as long as I thought. The uh, the recording says two hours, but I know that we didn't quite start on time. Um, so I think maybe another short segment, and we could call it a night. I don't know what your bedtime is, Diana. Yeah, another short one I can do. I definitely want to talk about Final Fantasy if we can. Oh, yeah. I can definitely talk about Final Fantasy. Let me get our music ready. Um, while I'm getting that ready, uh, I do want to say that I am speaking at a at an online convention. It's called WebCon. Uh, that is coming up, I think it's next weekend. It's like the 30th or something. Uh, I'm doing a panel on the sound of anime. Ooh. And uh, it's it should be a lot of fun. I did a rehearsal of it. Uh, it's a it's a one hour panel on sound design, sound production, dialogue recording in the in the context of anime. I've never seen anybody do a panel like this before, so I'm I'm really excited to offer something yeah. unique. And uh, based That's on awesome. the tentative schedule that I saw, it looks like I'm opening up the con. So that is good and bad. It means that I'm setting the the, <laughs> the uh, tone of the con, but it also means that not a lot of people are going to watch because people always come in in the middle of the day. <laughs> that's true, but you know what? Like people will rewatch that. That's the benefit of of these online cons. Yeah, I think it, I think it should be fine. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to Dead Rat Pizza. This is my fourth shot. I'm definitely probably going to be in the pocket. Oh man, we're back. I oh. forgot to pour a shot. Oh, uh, I didn't this time either. That's okay. But cheers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pour a shot. This is uh, People to the Reckoning, I think. What is this band? AJJ? It stands for something. I love this song. Um, they're, Clearly. <laughs> they're great. Uh, the, the end of that song goes into a tribute to the Mrs. Robinson song from uh simon and garfunkel which is great he's like and here's to you mrs robinson no one gives a fuck about who you are (laughs) (laughs) it's great uh okay cheers diana i just spilled all over my keyboard oh cheers um hopefully mm, hopefully it still works I'm going to move it out of the way (laughs) Ooh, i've ruined computers this way uh so i've teased it a little bit and you've also said that you want to talk about it specifically. Let's talk about Final Fantasy VII. I'm going to let you take the reins here because I've talked about that show for I've talked about that game for hours on this show. So what? Tell me what you tell me what you know. So here's the thing. I don't know shit about Final Fantasy. Uh, it's not all right. It's it's a game that I missed growing up because I had a Sega Genesis. Oh, before that, I had a, a, a um, an Atari. And then I had a Sega Genesis and then nothing. Okay. We skipped 
everything until I was an adult. So once Sega Genesis was recalled because of the failure of the Sega channel, (laughs) uh, (laughs) which was the best thing ever created. (laughs) Um, Once that failed and it kind of tanked after that, we never bought another uh, console in my home growing up. Uh, And then only until I was in my late 20s was I reintroduced to video games. Uh, So I missed most of the Final Fantasy series. And then by the time that I had another console again, it just wasn't the kind of game that I was into. Mm -hmm. I like really role play heavy games, uh, really character based games. Uh, And that doesn't sound like Final Fantasy at all. It really doesn't. It, it absolutely doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. So I now have the remake uh, was a big deal to my partner. So like he bought the, the, the remake and has been playing it and I've watched it. Oh, which, I thought you were watching a let's play. I didn't realize this was a no. live So, so I actually do like, even if I don't like a game from a player perspective, I actually love watching people play through a game that I maybe wouldn't like playing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I love when people play like um, Monster Hunter World and, and just all, all kinds of games that I, I don't like playing. Love it. But this one, so I've been watching it, but I also have been doing work from home uh, for a lot of that. And so I've been getting it in like bits and pieces. So my introduction to Final Fantasy is this. It's that I've been in this room and then coming out into the living room and hearing like pieces of this game. Um, I will say this. Cloud... Um, I don't understand what his appeal is. Yeah. I don't understand why anybody likes him. Uh, I love the gay gym. A hundred percent. Yeah, the gay gym. I love, I love the gay gym. I loved, uh, coming out into the living room and hearing like, like someone just physically upset because they couldn't do enough pull-ups like in a video game you know it's interesting about the gay gym is it's a lot gayer in the original i've heard that i've Um, heard that they they made the honeybee in or whatever it's called gayer but the gym in the original compared to today was toned down i think yeah uh i love i loved that um also, another thing, like just hearing somebody be upset because they couldn't get the prettiest dress yeah. for their character. And I was like, wow, this is a game made for boys. And it's it's I'm really excited about that. Um, but my favorite part that I came into with no context, because I watched like the first, you know, hour or two of this game. And then I was like, OK, all right, I get the gist. And then I went and did some work. Mm-hmm. And then I came out hours later and I saw a dramatic scene with zero context prior. 
and zero oh, I love this. zero I reference after the fact is a cat with a looking sad <laughs> down at a <laughs> collapsed city and i was just oh, like oh no i think you you've frozen diana we've lost you is that oh god King? hold on hold on and why have we not seen him this is the worst but diana what? hold on you you froze within the last 15 seconds oh no so i have no idea what you just said but it sounds like you were talking about kate sith being upset that the uh plate was dropped no 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 tell me when we come back you're you're back now Oh, okay. But you, you were about to say a cat wearing a crown, and then you just stopped. Yeah. So I came out, and with no context prior, no context since then, is just a cat with a crown on its head looking so forlorn at a collapsed city. And I was like, oh, my God. who, Who is this cat king? And why isn't the game about him? Oh, why yeah. isn't the entire game about him? And from what I've learned is that we don't get to know because this game is apparently only like one third of the full game. Oh, it's worse than that. This is like one fifth in the original, so the original game is about 30, 40, maybe 50 hours. This game yeah. covers about the first four hours of the original game. I I will say that I've never seen someone more upset because uh, my partner did not know that when he bought it. Oh, no. And so at the end, and the credits started rolling, I actually ran out of this room thinking there was an emergency. <laughs> Oh, of how no. painful <laughs> he sounded and i was like what what and he was like no 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 i'm like, i don't want to throw shade at them because i i i don't know them but it was made very clear from the promotional material that i saw over the last five years of development that this was episode one now, they don't make that clear on the game, and I've criticized them from that. Yeah. But that was very widely reported that this was going to be a multi-part experience. Yeah. I'm just questioning. I can tell as you someone, who the cat is. I, as, as someone who does not have any familiarity or any um, emotional attachment to the series, I, I know that, like, that should be something that's like on the it should be it should say cover. part one on the it cover yeah say part one because like honestly that was a short fucking game well, I it have, took me 40 I hours have, to beat it i have spent less i've spent more time on shorter games like honestly like i i for a full story like how quickly I, did homeboy beat this game yeah, probably in like probably in like forty hours. That, is that a short game now? I don't play a lot of video That's games. That's a short game. Oh yeah. Jesus. I if was I, I was ready for it to be done. If I am not spending minimum a hundred hours in a game, oh, I'm not playing a boo. video game. Oh that, yeah, I'm 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 gonna disagree with you on that one. Yeah. There's forty no, is not my a video limit. Forty is my limit. 
Yeah, that's it's not a video game if I'm not spending. I don't. I don't want any part like these big open world games that can last for 300 hours. I'm not part of that team. I want a condensed, like mostly linear story that can be told in in one week of gameplay. Okay, I have an exception for that. If if it's a full story being told, okay, so, yes. in that amount of time, yes. But for part of a story, for a part fuck of you, I I would no. I would say even more for a part of a story. This game was too long. I think they took too long on what they told. I think it dragged way too much. Now, I for see. A, here's the thing. I think that because he thought he was getting the rest of the story. He rushed and skipped through That's a lot to try to get to the parts that. Yeah. I knew. Wanted. So I did yeah. every side quest and I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I think what I think would have been better for this is I think they should have released it at a lower price, but a shorter game. Yes. I think like $100%. $40 for like a 30 hour game instead of a 40 hour game. Oh my God, you're 100% Some of it just right. went on way too long. And what's what's interesting, you mentioned the cat's name is Kate Th- Kate Sith. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> what's, what's funny about that they bring up Kate Sith out of context and then never explain it is exactly the point you make is if you've never played this game, you have no fucking clue what's going on because in the original game, that cutscene never happens. You don't meet that person until probably in the context of this game, probably 15 hours after the end of the game. Right. So it's just a it's just a it's a, a character that you're going a to meet for the people who know the game. That was fan service. Uh, yeah. It's fan service. Yeah. Now in the original game, that happens like an hour later, but in the in in the pacing of this game, it's probably gonna happen halfway through part two. Right. But even then, there's such a minimal character in the game that it was very weird that they showed that. And also, at that at this point in the story, you don't know that character's motivation. You don't... There's no reason for you to know that they would be upset that that happened. And we get, like, this, like, emotional evocative... Yeah, it's, it's it. very, very and weird. I, and I'm just like... <gasps> If the game was about this character, I would be so much more interested. <laughs> in the context of the series, it's like one of the most boring, like throwaway characters ever. Uh, now uh, I, I want to make. I I had a feeling that that was the case, just because I was so excited about it, <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, "Of course, this is going to be not nothing." No. To do with well, this game, in really. in general, and I want to make it very clear, I've really liked Final Fantasy Remake. I just have some grievances. Um. I've been replaying the original and there's it's so funny that like people are mad about how this isn't a perfect one-to-one retelling because like I'm playing the original game and it's kind of bad. Like I like it, but there's characters like when you meet Kate Sith, you're like, "Oh, hey, I'm running into you. You just told me a thing. Uh I should join your party. Why not?" Okay, cool. You're in my party now. And it's like a total like wait why is this person in my party now and then you meet another yeah. character named sid and uh the evil corporation like it attacks his town or whatever and then you you escape and sid is like so those guys suck right and you're like yeah they suck a lot we're trying to beat them do you want to help and he's like well i ain't got anything else better to do i guess and that's how he joins your party yeah, I well, <laughs> you know, to be honest, it's a this 1990s game, RPG. that game is like a a, a very um, 
I mean, honestly, it does have a great dialogue for the the original game because I have been I have been. Uh, oh, have you been playing the original now? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so to... do you know who Kate Sith is now? No, I don't, because uh, I only just started. But it has really great dialogue. It has really great, um, like, for for what it is, like, it's basically only failing is that it has no graphics, but that's because yeah. of the time it was made in. It's actually a great RPG. Uh, this version of it is not my style of game. It's more, you know, it's it's super crunchy. Um, it's, uh, you don't have any real control over anything the characters do. And that's not something I value. And are a you game. talking about the original or the new one? Oh, well in both, but in the original, at least you have a lot of great dialogue and a lot of, um, great exposition. It, it's really great storytelling, uh, in, in the original. Um, and, uh, I've just gotten to like the the uh, um, I forget what the club is called, but oh, that, the honeybee that, in the honeybee in, yeah. Um, but but really, they've they've told a great story up until that point, um, and uh, I don't know. I just I think I think that my my main grievance though <laughs> is that with the Final Fantasy games that are current is that I can't take them seriously because I can't take seriously the sex noises. Sex noises? Wait, are there sex noises in current Final Fantasy? Uh yes. I don't uh, I haven't played Final I stopped playing <laughs> after 10. So you all right, you played the remake though. I did play the remake. So, all right. So, when I take a pause in a sentence and I say like, um, and then I continue. Sure. Like that doesn't turn you on, I hope. <laughs> but like no, not when, generally no. <laughs> but when a Final Fantasy character takes a pause in a sentence, she says, "Uh, huh." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, That's been an interesting. It's unbelievable to hear. <laughs> like th- th- That's what's so funny about Final Fantasy VII Remake is that every character wants to fuck Cloud. And that. Why? I, Cloud I is know. so boring. Like some. Uh, there was a Japanese blogger that made a diagram of all the characters in Final Fantasy VII Remake and about how they all want to fuck Cloud. Including everyone at the gym and the guy that runs the Honeybee Inn and like all everybody wants to fuck him. Including Sephiroth. Even Sephiroth wants to fuck him. But why? I don't know. He's so boring. Um I'm glad that you're playing the original. I think this is, is a segment that we can explore over many episodes. Um But it it also kind of plays into what I wanted to talk about is that there's been a lot of criticism that the game, the new game takes too many liberties. And I think you're playing the original and I've been playing the original again, is that it kind of, in my opinion, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, it had to be different because if they made the exact same game, it wouldn't work. Well, sure. Sure. No, I agree with that. Of course. The pacing is to... just 
it's insane how quick, how fast paced the original game is. Nobody yes. would tolerate that. Yes, they absolutely had to make it, but but they have the cinematic ability to make that interesting. Now, sure. you know, you you have to rely in those old games. You have to rely solely on plot, so the plot has to continue moving, like with every conversation you have. Otherwise, people get bored. When all you have is text on a screen and like a little digital like pixel moving across, you know, like you need for the plot to continue forward. Sure. Um, well, and I also think that we hadn't yet established the go to a town and have four hours of quests. Like that just wasn't a gaming mechanic yet. It wasn't because of the fact that people would get bored with that. Um, you know, you have you have one to two quests, you know, per per level that you're at, per mm. per town that you're at. Um, but those old RPGs were very good at storytelling. Yeah, uh, they were. Uh, there's there's a reason that you know, although I you know just to draw a comparison, the the fact that I love the Dragon Age series so much, um, I love Dragon Age Inquisition, the newest one, very very much. Objectively, as a game and as a story, Dragon Age Origins is better. It's just the graphics suck, and it and it's not really replayable on on current engines, and it doesn't look as good to people who maybe are used to current engines. It's if you value the story over the graphics there are benefits to playing those older games. Mm -hmm. um, and so I definitely see the appeal 100% now looking back at the old original Final Fantasies. I don't really feel like that translates for me personally as a person that's drawn to story-based games uh, in the newest ones and in the remake. I don't value being... Like, I don't value in a video game, like, being challenged so much that beating a boss is going to be so hard that I have to do it, like, five or six times before I do it. Like, that's not something that I find intriguing or, or valuable in a video game. I know that some people do, and that's totally fine. But that's not what I'm in the game for. I'm in it for the, the, the storytelling aspect um, and so those older RPGs actually really nail that. I, I like would they, agree with that. Yeah. They like, they really had it honed in the dialogue. I think also because you don't have to hire voice actors and it's all in text. Oh, sure. Like the, 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 the dialogue is actually really well thought out and like really elaborate. And, um, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really well written. Some, something I do think that Remake did better was that I didn't really understand the weight of what was going on as a kid when I played it. Like, when they dropped the plate, I'm like, all right, next next quest. But in the yeah. Remake, you get to watch all of these people be afraid. You see people die. And I agree. I agree. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a totally different experience for me. Who's and I was like, oh, that... what were you going to say? Who's the guy that likes cats a lot? The guy that like, oh, Wedge. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I didn't even play the game and I cried because I was so afraid that Wedge died. I mean, in the original, he does. Yeah. In um, the in, But in the remake, which I saw before I played the older game, mm-hmm. I was upset thinking that he died. Oh, I might have just spoiled that. You said you're not, you're not that far in the game. Oh, I know you would have though. You would have already seen it's that. It's been happen. told to me. It's all. It's been told to me that he doesn't come back in the no, in, no, in no, the yeah. original, uh, like he does in the in the remake. Well, and even um, in remake, it's kind of left ambiguous because he survives, and then it looks like he dies again in remake. It does. Yeah, yeah. Not to I, spoil it for everybody listening to this dick joke podcast, but <laughs> well, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a- really interested to see where they take the story now. Uh, the further I get from Midgar in um, the original game, I won't go into story details because you're playing it for the first time. Uh, but the game gets really goofy. Really, really fucking goofy. And that's why it's so yeah. funny to me that they made Cloud so edgy. Because, like, yeah, they've got him dressing up as a, you know, as as a woman and doing drag. And then later in the game, he's, like, snowboarding and hanging out with, like, the skydiving mus- scene is my men. favorite thing I've ever seen, ever in a video game. Skydiving scene. I don't yeah. know if I which which scene is that. They go skydiving and Cloud uh, in the has remake. Like a, yeah, because I know Jesse like kisses him and then they jump. Right? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, and he has like a a little like man on man cuddle skydiving. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. happen in the original game. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful scene. Um, it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with any plot. No, whatsoever. Well, what what um, what what killed me is like they just spent what 15, 20 hours making me hard for Jesse, and they still killed her, and that just hurt. Yeah, because I'm like in the original game, she has like three lines of dialogue, and you never see her again. And in this game, they really pull at your heart to like, yo, it might be different this time, though. And she invites you over for pizza and pussy. No. And you're like, no, nah, you I'm good. Anything. Cloud, you son Nothing. of a bitch. I don't know. Cloud seems like he sucks. And Cloud does suck. <laughs> yeah. Cloud seems like he sucks. And honestly, I don't know. I just... All of this with a grain of salt, because this is not my kind of game. It's it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like to struggle through combat. I don't like it. I I like a game that makes me... I like Skyrim. I like to feel yeah, like I'm I the hero. I, like those. I like to feel like I'm the chosen one. I'm the hero. I am <laughs> excellent at everything I do. Uh, but... Yeah, I I I I do want to know more about the Cat King, and I you and will. I'm mad if you're that in, I didn't uh, get so that you're right in Honey in, You've probably got three, maybe five hours before you meet them, and then you can have them hang out with you if you want. But honestly, they're not. There's better characters. Yeah, the dog. Just, the doggo is one of the best characters in the game, uh, as always. Oh wait, no, that's a cat. Red Red Thirteen's a lion. I'm wait, is Red Thirteen a lion? Oh God. I don't know. The the animal I obviously don't know. Um 
And, you know, I think it is a dog. I think it is a dog because he howls. Uh, Red 13's dope. Valent- Valentino is sick. Or Vincent. Um, Sid is all right. You'll 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 meet you'll meet a lot of cool people. Um, I think we have time for one more thing. We've uh, all right. Let's you do gave it. me a time limit, and I'm gonna try to adhere to that. Let me see what I have on my list. We've actually covered a lot, uh, so I'm just gonna do a quick. This is me talking, so we don't have dead air. Uh, wow, yeah, we've covered most of this timeline. Anime con, we talked about that. Wholesome perverts, ripping clothes. Yep, we did that. Porn in public. <laughs> that one can wait. Terrible speech, we definitely don't have time for. Um, oh, God. I don't know. I don't know what the best one. Oh, you know what? Here's a great one for us to end on. Did you know that as a heterosexual, cisgendered male, me, uh, yeah. that now having sex with women could make me gay? I have heard that liking women is gay. Uh, I've heard that it's gay to like women. Well, women like uh, dick, and that's gay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's one of my favorite memes on the internet. Yeah. I don't know if you saw me post yeah. about this. Uh, there's a great meme. It's like, how straight are you? And the one person's like, I don't even look at my own dick because you know, men have dicks and that makes me gay. Someone said, I, I got my own dick removed because, you know, dicks are on men and that's gay. One person said, I don't even have sex with women anymore because women like dick and that's gay. Yeah. Well, I thought I always thought that was really funny because that was clearly a joke. It was a meme. It was people making fun of toxic mas- masculinity and homophobia. Uh, but somebody very recently posted that IRL and I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it quickly because I'm three shots and like five beers deep, but it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Uh, oh my God. I'm so excited. I think, let me see. I'm, I'm almost there. I feel, oh, I, I must've already passed it. I wonder if this person deleted it. Oh, and you know, I also, I made my uh, Twitter to, oh, here it is. So this is somebody, I don't know who said it. I blanked out their name. This is something that I've started doing more often because doing the anime convention really made it clear to me that when you post something online, there's other people on the other side of the computer. So now when I'm dunking on somebody, I'm making their anonymity a little more of a priority. Right. Uh, especially if it's just a joke and I don't mean them any ill will. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's another story if uh, if if I'm saying like... If somebody's like, harassing you. Yeah, and you, that's, yeah, that's yeah. different if somebody's causing a problem. But if I'm just making a joke. So this says, any man who has an obscene amount of sex with a high number of women consistently over years is a potential undercover gay man. Being a nympho slash deviant is the gateway to homosexuality. It's why a lot of these rappers are gay. Eventually, you get tired of pussy and start to explore. Okay. So, <laughs> so, um, obviously, we're talking about somebody who has a issue all in themselves. Is that, like, if you think that having too much sex with women makes you attracted to men. That's so crazy. You maybe have your wires mixed up and think that, like, there's a formula 
to this. But like, if I have sex with exactly the right amount of women, <laughs> it's no like more leveling no up less. in Final Fantasy. <laughs> exactly. If I just no fuck more, three more no women, then it's time for dick. Yeah. No more, no less than I'm straight. Yeah. But too many, I, then I'm gay. I wonder though, is this determined by the number of unique women or the number of sexual occurrences? So let's say you fuck one woman a thousand times or you fuck a thousand women. Is one person going to be gay first? Well, I mean, let me ask you this, because like, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the the conception that these same people have about virginity and, and like about looseness, because <laughs> they seem to think that if you have sex with a significant number of men, you get loose. But if you have sex with the same man many times oh but that doesn't count you don't actually like they they don't know the mechanics of a vagina (laughs) so they think that they're mysterious yeah very mysterious if you have sex with many men you get loose you have sex with the same man you're fine so i can i can have sex with the same woman as much as i want no worry if Maybe yeah, you're not going to turn gay. Okay, but if you have sex with many women, you're obviously compensating for something, and you're definitely gay. I I'm wondering what that limit is. Yeah, we went through that very quick, so I'm going to throw you one more quick one. Did you know that all homosexuals are being sued right now by a woman? Which woman? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully, it's a it's a Nebraska woman. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, good. I'm gonna. uh, is it because they are not having sex with her? I'm going to send you this link because I can't read cursive. I just sent it in the Zoom chat. Uh, okay. This is a woman named Sylvia Driscoll describing herself as an ambassador of God and his son, Jesus Christ. And she is <laughs> currently has a lawsuit, Driscoll versus homosexuals. Oh, my God. Uh, now, her deposition is entirely in cursive. Um. If you click on the link, uh, there's uh, the red writing written entirely in cursive. That will bring you to the uh, document, which I have trouble reading because I can't read cursive very well. It does list homosexuals as the defendant, a.k.a. their given name, homosexuals, their alias gay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I think that says alias. (laughs) And um, I'm not sure what the goal of this lawsuit is, but, uh, you know, somebody had to take action, I guess. You know, it's, you know, <laughs> if, if people are gay, it it hurts you as a straight In, person, apparently. I You know, that's fair. Yeah. You're taking all of those... Um, yeah, all of those eligible suitors are being all of taken the eligible suitors you. are being taken away from me. <laughs> I don't oh, have a lot to comment on this. God. I just thought it was ridiculous. Oh, that's so sad. Um, <laughs> it's a seven-page handwritten document. This is terrifyingly sad. Uh, it, it's it, I I don't. Oh God. You know, it, 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 it makes me feel like I should play one of my favorite clips. I couldn't believe it. Um, 
So that is where we are. It, 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 uh, you know. Oh, you know, I also have a Final Fantasy VII clip. The PS1 got Final Fantasy VII. I forgot about that. In theory, you should be hearing all of those drops. I hear them. I okay. hear them. There's also, this is another favorite. I'm horny for you. And uh, You're very naughty. <laughs> so, you know, don't trust me with a soundboard. Um, I think that's a show. Yeah, That absolutely. feels like a show. So uh, let me find our song. Uh, this is oh, play me out. Yeah, play me. Oh, the Spotify is still playing. I gotta turn that off. Oof. So this has been Dead Rap Pizza. DeadRapPizza.com. I noticed there's a few people in the chat that I don't recognize. If you go to DeadRapPizza.com, you can find links to us on iTunes, Spotify, and probably Google Podcasts. Google's been fucking my butthole. Turns out that Google's had the wrong feed this entire time. So if you search Dead Rap Pizza on Google Podcast, you get an un uh, you get a you get a feed without the picture. <laughs> and for the long it was just the PowerPress default picture. I noticed that you're vaping. I am. It's it's a bad a quarantine habit that I've developed. It's really bad. Chewing. Jeez, you know it didn't it didn't click on me for a minute. Um, yeah, it's really bad. That's you know whatever. Uh, but Dead Rap Pizza, I don't, you know, we don't do this show a lot. I've been doing it more since I don't have a job. I haven't been employed since March 13th, I think. So uh, I'm going to try to get Diana to do more of these. Uh, hopefully you can find somebody with a car so I can give you this microphone package. And then I'll force you to use the Dead Rap Pizza uh, <gasps> uh, microphone that. flag. I'd love it. But, uh, yeah, this has been fun. I've missed you. And, uh, I missed you, too. I'm glad that you're doing well. Uh, yeah, do you have anything you want to promote before this goes done? We've got 15 seconds. No, whatever. If you if you like D&D, go buy Neverland on Drive Through RPG. Okay. It's, that's it. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.